I'm David Quinn, the writer behind Faust. You're listening to uh, Line 11 O'Clock Comics. 11 O'Clock Comics. Stay primal. Don't do drugs. Look at me. That's awesome. This is Tim Vigil, the great, the one, the only. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Read Faust, live Faust, sell your soul. Dude, I did. I got Jason off guard. Did I? No. I'm not I, gonna listen to you today. I, I, I think every once in a while, Jason doesn't try to 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 come on. This is true. Every now and then, I get cheap guesses. Right. That's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness it's Wednesday. I thought I was gonna seriously kill somebody today. Really? I wouldn't know. Yeah, for real. Kind of rough. I was talking to David all day. I guess nice. it's just who you are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. I was available. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were. You were talking about business. You lost me on that. What was I talking about? Some Kickstarter thing and some... Oh, oh we well, talked about well, the... Facebook bought uh, <laughs> Oculus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, should oh, we, should about, we, should, we should talk about that in the show. I think it's relevant. And then the... Uh, well, we are recording, right? And well, then I'm the uh, Kickstarter... Got were all, song playing. Which I don't understand why the Kickstarter guys would be butthurt since they never were once promised or thought they were getting equity in the company in the first because place. because people if given the opportunity to complain about something mm-hmm. will do so. Age of entitlement. Yes, that you I think boys, boy did you just mounting evidence of that with each passing day. Absolutely, yep, absolutely. You got it. No, those guys they went. They had a great idea. They they crowdsourced it. They delivered on exactly what they they promised and then they sold their company for a huge profit and people are butthurt about that get a it really is wife. The, get a wife equivalent it's the business equivalent of the people that love an indie band until they get signed to a major label <laughs> and, and yeah metallica yeah. was awesome until the black album Mm. The, the uh, and justice for I all. was laughing. And These guys were like, "Oh, the the game developers are all going to flock to flock to Sony." I'm like, "That makes sense. Let's leave Oculus because they got they sold out to Facebook by going to a, a gigantic mega corporation from Japan. That makes sense. <laughs> like, we don't want to develop for Oculus because they're part of Facebook now. We're going to go support Sony, which has got a hundred billion dollars in annual revenue. That makes sense." It's the downside of the internet is that I've come to the realization that I, I really just don't like people. Right? <laughs> You've come to that realization just recently or? Oh no, it's been building over well, it's, quite a well, while. It's, it's, it's interesting in that, you know, they, well it's like that old New Yorker cartoon, but I mean, you know, they, they, they say, you know, on, on the internet, you can just, everybody's a keyboard warrior. You can just be, you would never say, what you're saying online to someone's face. And I, 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 me and, and especially Chris, I think we're just more of ourselves online. Yeah. I just yeah. don't care. Oh, Did you ever notice that? Speaking of, when, David, um, yes. real quick, there was, uh, on Fresh Air on, God, what day was it? Uh, would have been Monday. They had the, uh, uh, Editorial cartoonist editor from the New Yorker on. And it oh, was because back. he was on, uh, they, they did a segment on him on 60 Minutes Sunday night. 
Yeah, it's uh, he just did a book called um, How About Never. Is never never good, good for you? Yes, yes. It's very, very good. It really educational interview about the the whole process and his mission and stuff. Yeah, yeah, really neat stuff. I'll give it a listen. That's cool. What were you going to say? I I butted in on you. I don't remember, and I was looking through the notebook. Hey, everybody, look at this. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 309, and I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about Vince B. And, and, and I'm talking like I'm on the Sanford and Sons episode <laughs> thing. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. Uh, I'm coming. I love that show. We'll have to talk if that show holds up or not. Um <laughs> Dropping hints, nice. <laughs> uh, I uh, I jumped all over Vince, as apparently I have a reputation for stepping on other people on the show because I'm Chris Neesman. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the theme for tonight's episode is '70s black actors. Oh. <laughs> you just did because you just did costumes. Yeah, just did good. Have a coke and a smile. Uh, maybe this weekend we'll watch Car Wash. I am oh, David Price. Car one, Car one is my favorite in Car Wash. Oh, you gotta pick the token of everybody in the movie. I just like Car one. Yeah, it's, Car one's great. I no, don't, it's it's, David, I don't see, the I don't see, <laughs> I don't see race. People, people tell I me I'm white, but. And keeping it fly from Cincinnati, I'm Venus Flytrap. Jesus. <laughs> but I love that show. You're not Venus Flytrap. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And you don't have to be a meat-eating plant to get great discounts on comics. <laughs> All you got to do is shimmy on over to Discount Comic Book well, Service, dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com. And you can get massive discounts on your favorite funny books. I forget what the spread is, but it's it's wide. 35 percent and more on, yes on your favorite funny books and collectibles such as from um from oni it's the bunker there's been a lot of buzz about this series and rightly so it's pretty good joshua hale fialkov writes it joe infernari draws it it's uh cover price on this bad boy is 1999 and this is the first collection of the first four uh issues your price Half off nine ninety nine. That's crazy. From Dark Horse, Dragon Girl, Monkey King, The Art of Katsuya Terada. Man is amazing. I love him so much. You will not be able to stop looking at this man's art. He's that good. I'm serious. It's a big ass hardcover. That's a large format. Uh, $39.99 cover price. Your price, $19.99. And for the last week, I know I'm, I'm taking away Tom Kelly's joy, but I have to do it. From Image, it's Umbral, Volume 1, Out of the Shadows, written by Anthony Johnson. Anthony. And, and uh, even when I get it right, I get it wrong. Anthony. Uh, and drawn by uber-talented Christopher Mitten. And a good-looking man, also. Cover price is a respectable $9.99 for the first six issues. That's crazy. Huge amount of story for that. For real, for real. When is the uh, when's the third deluxe of Wasteland coming out? Have they have they solicited that yet? No idea. Hopefully, I'm gonna get in on all of them because I don't have any. I got the first two, and they're that's such a good story, and I want to read the rest of it, and and I've decided to get it in the deluxe editions. 
So. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where was I? Oh, nine ninety nine for the cover price on this thing, but you are going to get it for even less than that. You can bring it home for four dollars and ninety nine cents. That's that's stupid cheap. But I'm glad that they do things like that at Discount Comic Book Service because I get more books for less money. DCBService.com. Get your previews for a buck too. Go, go, go now. D- don't forget also because I think they're looking for people to be aware of this. DCB Service has become such an important distributor of comics that they're doing a lot of their own custom variants now. Mm-hmm. And yes. they have a custom variant for Southern Bastards number one, Ooh. which is the Jason Aaron, Jason Latour joint that we're also excited about. And I believe it is available on this previews. So uh, definitely reach out to them directly if you are interested because unless I'm wrong and Christina and Cameron can yell at me if I am, I believe they are offering it on the site for regular cover price. So for yes. those of you into variants, hook it up. Nice. That is awesome because you're only going to get that in one place. Where? DCBService. <laughs> like a train wreck. DCBService.com. Yay. All right. Yay. Cool. Yay. We got some fun stuff to talk about tonight, so we should knock out the drink yeah. roll call pretty quick. Um, Jason, you haven't let us off in a while. This is true, and much like two weeks ago, I am drinking uh, an Italian varietal named Tosca. Tosca, Tosca, very T-O-S-C-A. Nice. Yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah. I've been drinking more red wine lately. I'm trying to really get ready. Like yeah, getting ready to uh, you know try and get my uh, my my beach body back. So uh, ah yes, yeah. So trying to cut back on the you know the curling is involves so much beer drinking. Um, mm-hmm. so I gotta, I gotta start, uh, start drinking more of the red wine. But, uh, uh, David, you're usually good for a grape or a bourbon. What are you drinking? Ah, uh, I am good for a grape tonight. I am drinking some Redwood Creek Cabernet Sauvignon. French! French. Oh, <laughs> Mr. B! Water! I'm drinking water. You know, I saw a picture of you a couple of years ago, and it was the uh, the fatty fat version of. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Fun, version. Real. Yeah. It. I look at that picture, and I want to freaking die. I want to punch myself in the nuts. That's how you look at that. Yeah. I know. I know. That's the man it used and, to be. Well, there's and there's a reason why. If it, there's a reason why I posted it, and and um, I don't mean to cut Chris off before he tells us what he's drinking, but last Thursday, um, BuzzFeed. Had an oh damn! Awesome. I was going to bring that up about a man being half, you, half the you, man was. Yeah. yeah, there's a segue, and he, uh, uh, Buzzfeed did an awesome article on our close personal friend, Mr. Pat Loika, and um, everybody's close personal. That is friend. true. This that is true. I mean, he, he hasn't slept in everybody's house, but and and uh, but he he is he, he is extremely. Um, giving and uh, and he really yeah. is one of the best things about comics. It's incredibly uh, soft hands. That is true. Uh, I just want to know one thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is the thing. Where did he get that Infinity Gauntlet, and where can I get one? <laughs> um, so it he, it is the Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah, that, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also so, has an ultimate nullifier in his sock drawer. It's true. So, he told so, me. So they wrote, so, so they wrote this article and because it happened on Thursday and I hadn't posted, um, my throwback Thursday 
photo up on Facebook. At up until that point, I decided to go through um, my old Flickr account and find a. Uh, it, it, it was fitting to find one with Pat, and of course, it was from 2007, the Sunday of of New York Comic Con, and and it was uh, it was another close personal friend, Dave Wachter, and Yay. And, and Vince. No, I, I know, I know you were. I know you were, but it was just like, yeah, but no. And, well, that isn't that fitting that, for Dave, absolutely though. Right, you are correct on that front. Uh, Thank you. So it was Dave, it was Vince, it was me, and it was Pat, and it was just it it, it fit for the day, and and yes, it it was Vince <laughs> when he was large and in charge, but at least, uh, <laughs> and and before he decided, you know, the, to put the tell him large Mars sent you, and and kill yeah. the show, but uh, yes, so uh, ah, as, you. As, as you were saying, Christopher. Dick. <laughs> no, it shows how far you've come. And Pat yeah. too. Pat is is a just a, a sliver of his former self. It's true. He's looking great. He's looking. Yeah, he lost way more than I. Yeah, you know, you know, health scare and and is taking care of himself. And and I'm just thrilled every time I see him. You know, online or 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 see him in person. It's, he just looks great, and he he looks much healthier and acts much healthier. And hopefully, he is here for many many decades to uh, grace us with his upbeat presence. Because yeah, it's, Pat Pat is honestly one of those guys that um, me as a curmudgeon. I, I I try and take some lessons from him. And go, you know what? You don't have to be a fucking cranky asshole all the time. Look <laughs> how happy Pat is. Now, Pat's never never read a, a comic that he doesn't like, which I don't know if that's incredible. That is not true. That that well, yeah. No, Pat well, reads yeah. lots of things he doesn't like. He just never ever he discusses never, that in public. He he never talks positive. about them. Right. <laughs> so, well, you know, and, and we can talk about the yeah. The, if you the, catch him the, for a beer. Or yeah. at a con, oh, sure. he, will, he will readily admit stuff that he's not grabbing on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've got mixed feelings about that because you know, if you're going to be, you know, a, a critic and critical of comics, then sometimes you need to you need to call out the turds, but but not focus on that. And and yeah. and Pat just he is he is very pro comics and and very focused on being positive and that's uh there's there there should be a heck of a lot more of that than people being focused on being negative and right uh, see yeah. that th- i think that's the way pat sees yep. it and and my, myself as well that there's a lot of people out there calling out as you said the turds why should i join them why why not just be why not just talk about things you like all the time there you go yep. Yep, that's true uh one of the things i like is uh the black hatter Black IPA from Brewing. I know, right? It's almost professional. No, it's like I've done this for eight fucking years. Um, <laughs> and then he trashes it at the end. Well. Eight, <laughs> years. eight years. Uh, but no, this is, uh, I think I've had this on the show before. This is, uh, it also has a little bit of a comic tie-in. Um, New Holland is right up uh, the, the, you go up Michigan's Lake Shore, and it's in Holland, Michigan, and they do some really, really fantastic beers. Uh, they kind of specialize in some high gravity stuff, but they, they play around with some, you know, some lower ABV, uh, brews as well, but, uh, they do a fantastic black IPA, and it's in their, in their Hatter series. It's, uh, uh, that's all of their IPAs are, are, uh, what, Mad Hatter, 
is the is the uh, the inspiration. And the comic tie-in is that my buddy Kyle Bice, who is kind of in the the comic book community here in the Chicago area, uh, designed all of the labels. And so every time I I see a a hatter uh, at uh, at one of the uh, wicker stores i usually pick up a bottle or two um uh, just because it's nice to see kyle's artwork laying around my house so there you go they are nice labels they're bottles. really really nice labels I, I yeah dig on them so yeah so there you go so here's the rub for this episode it's the rub this is the rub is it, uh is er, it a er, rub are we smoking this episode yeah earlier in the week the boy came up with an idea and when the boy comes up with an idea, you you best take notice because it's usually a good one, nine out of ten times. Oh, nice! Well, there was that one. You know. look and 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 Jason Jason suggested we do a episode themed with a little help from our friends on the uh, the twitters uh, about things that haven't really held up uh, upon uh, revisitation and to balance out. The, you know the negativity things that that do hold up or or even surpass our initial exposure to them right jason did i get that right exactly right i figured to the to the point that you were making about loika i think that if we're going to talk about things that we don't think held up i think we should at least offset it by things that we do think held up so that we can keep a nice yeah. balance of positive things to talk about and negative and the Absolutely. only other ground rule i would throw out there before we jump in and this is based my warning here is based primarily on the daggers Chris was shiv- shoving into our. Oh, that was that was to- that was totally to get your guys. I, I know, I know. Hair yeah. But it did. It, but to the point, though, I think we should make the caveat that anything we talk about from the twitters or the things that we talk about, it is just our opinion, and I don't think it serves us well to necessarily get too deep into disagreeing or arguing with one another. Uh, yeah, because. I, especially if we're talking about things that have held up because chances are many of the things that we may suggest to one another are things that we remember from back in the day when we thought they were good and maybe haven't revisited. And so, wow, oddly enough, all my holds up are not from back in the day. Well, then how could they, how could yeah, you argue that, that they've held up? Yeah. Well, hell, they are not recent works. Oh, well, by that, any means, that's what I mean but, by but they're not—they're not from like way back uh, in the day. Oh no, I just mean no, no, no. All I mean, well, is you know, and I—I I, I think it's a uh, an interesting topic anyway. But we have to be careful of what holds up means. And I was talking with Sal about it uh, today that that this was going to be a topic of conversation and uh, one that will, you know, well, you know, I'm going to bring it up now. Like Secret Wars, to to read Secret Wars now is. Kind of a slog compared to whenever we read it growing up, and he's like, you know, I'm so I, you know, I don't really know if it holds up, and he's like, yeah, but you have to look at who it was written for, and so if you give Secret Wars to a to a 12 or 14 year old boy, it probably still holds up. Well, and I think that's another good point, which is to say that I think a lot of the things I know as I was going through my mental checklist. Part of what makes something hold up or not is the newness, but also your position in life. I think that's very valid. Sure. So inevitably, some of the things that we've revisited, whether it be movies or music or books or TV or cartoons, are not going to resonate with us simply because we're older. We've, we've either seen a lot more examples of that work and it's not as fresh to us. The 
uh, in some cases maybe just you know the special effects are are, are better now and it, it's more glaring or or perhaps because we're older the gaping plot holes or lack of a cohesive plot that were in things when we were a kid are now more obvious to us but, and, but, I, but I think I think very much a, a a valid way of saying does it hold up or not is to look at at the the target audience of the time and would that resonate with that same with that same age group or that same target and you know so it's a, i mean it's 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 a very it, it's an odd subject that i think that we can approach from a lot of different you know layers and and angles so it's cool but uh i don't put too much stock in target audience uh good, i think you good. should no, you shouldn't. Good works are good works, regardless of who they were no. apparently designed for. That that can be true to to a point. It's like, uh, and you know, you, one you thing guys, that guys, proves that guys, point is that. Carl Barks. Carl, Carl Barks. All you have to do is say Carl Barks. Those 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 comics were apparently designed for children, and then they work for anyone. You you could be three thousand and still derive enjoyment from a Carl Barks. Yeah, I, I would agree with Vincent in the sense that I don't. I mean, I think any way you want to approach it is is the, again the right way for you to approach it because this is each of our own journeys. And I want a very. I ask this in a very visceral way, meaning something you may have read or watched or listened to at some other point in your life and loved it, and then you had cause to re-examine it at a later point in life and thought, oh, it's not what I remembered. And I think that's happened to us all, right? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I know it happens to me a lot having three young kids. There are things that either they want to see or read uh, or I I want them to because I thought it was great back then. And then we rewatch it. And in some cases, they still find enjoyment out of it to Chris's point because it was geared to them. But I'll be rewatching and say, wow, this isn't how I remember it. Or in some cases, it'll be something where I'll rewatch it and – Still think it's great, but they'll stare at me in stunned silence, <laughs> like as this? though I just don't. Perfect example. Let's just jump into it. This is one of the things that made me think of this. Um, for years, my kids wanted to watch um, uh, Christmas Vacation because I always talked about it. And so around <laughs> Christmas time, we watched Christmas Vacation, and I still thought it was hilarious because I find Chevy Chase hilarious. But they looked at me like I was an alien. They just didn't get it. There was nothing funny about the movie to them. And doesn't that hurt when they react that way? Absolutely, sure. Oh, man. It's it's exactly – I introduced the kids to the honeymooners. Okay. And – my son enjoyed it. My daughters, she, they thought that Ralph was the most offensive, obnoxious asshole they, they've encountered. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, he can be, but that's the whole point because he always has his, his uh, epiphany at the end. He realizes that he's being a jerk and, you know, but it's all done for the sake of the joke. Mm-hmm. And the, the girls just didn't get it. They, 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 they thought he was so offensive. Like, we don't mind why, but my son was like, this guy's great. I was like, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Sure, you know it's so I, you know well, a, a perfect example for me is that the uh, the nineteen seventies era, you know, Tom Baker, Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, I I can still watch that stuff, and it just strums this nostalgic chord for me that I love every second of it, and I can sit there and and watch, and it takes me right back to when I was you know twelve, fourteen years old. And, and it's, it's amazing. And the, you know, 
but part of that is that whenever I was you know, 13 years old, I realized that the special effects on it were garbage then. You know, it was, it was a post Star Wars world, man. So, uh, so the, the effects were terrible, but I still love the stories. And so I can look at that and be very nostalgic about it. And, and actually the stories are still, are still really good. Uh, but I also understand that if I try and get someone like Jason to watch it, he can't get mm-hmm. past it. It does not hold up by today's you know visual standards or maybe even story pacing standards. So yeah. does it hold up? It holds up for me, but it it's not going to hold up for the majority of new audience. See, isn't that strange though that um certain special effects no matter how um rudimentary mm-hmm. like like say the Doctor Who stuff d- kind of Hits and misses with most people, but if if you pull out a Ray Harryhausen movie, yeah. and that stuff was painstakingly done frame by frame, but it's still very rudimentary, very simple special effects. Stop. That almost always holds up, though. Uh, to who? Even to kids, like like I showed my kids, well, Jason. Okay. The- it depends on your on your on your target audience, Vince, because you show you show a an a, you an eighteen year old a Ray Har- Harryhausen movie, and they're gonna laugh you out of the room. If you show it to a to a, a six or eight year old, you might. But see, you're get little bit. your target audiences based on based on no no no. You said that didn't matter. It doesn't. You're, see, see, you're saying this isn't good. You, your target audience, yes. uh, from what you can assume based on what you think you know, you're picking a target audience that the producers of that film decided this is who they were making it for. You'll never know who the target audience right. was. Now, now you're saying you show an 18-year-old Jason and the Argonauts, it doesn't work. That's only because technology has advanced so far that the kids of today don't don't recognize the amount of effort that went well, into that. Well, it's the same thing with Doctor Who. You know, it's just there's like, you know, if the story that. is solid, you know, there, there's merit to it, but it just may not, it just may not hold the attention of people. And and you know what, Vince? We need to understand that because we're old. Mm, not, not, in, not everyone is going to like Jack Kirby. Only in bot. Well, well, the, I, I think I fall more, the, I mean, we, David hasn't waited in it all yet, but I think I fall, fall, fall more in Vince's way of thinking, at least in the way I came up with my list, which is to say, because to speak to Harryhausen specifically, as you guys know, I'm named Jason because of Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. And so I have shown my kids that movie, and they like it quite a bit. So it, I do think, to Vince's point, certain things transcend the effects. And that's right. the example like I threw on like Twitter was, was Jaws. I mean, Jaws... Jaws is not by today's standards. The effects are not very good. Uh, certainly, even as crazy as this may sound, the sci-fi things like Sharknado have better CGI and special effects. But, but you can watch Jaws today. And again, I've shown my kids Jaws, and it's still scary and believable. And and right. and whereas we all look at Sharknado and we immediately think it's 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 either. I don't want to watch this because it's cheesy, or you watch it because it's so bad it's good. There's, so, there's, there's a big reason for that because with Sharknado, you it's it's so in your face and the sharks whipping around and nothing. <laughs> it, the Jaws, um, first of all, um, amazing script, amazing director, amazing performances, and 
the restraint to scare you with what is not shown mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. something that we as a culture, we as, as, as a consuming public and the people that put stuff out have completely lost the ability to do. You, it, it, it is an absolute lost art to scare someone with what is not shown. And yeah. that is what Jaws did. You didn't see that shark until when? In that movie? Yeah, three, no, I, I, three, I think that's the right. way through. I think that's, that's right. And, yeah. and it hold, why does it hold up? And that's a perfect, perfect example of what can hold up through time is everything I just said. The, the, the script, direction, acting, and, and just the, the entire mood of that movie to this day is still pitch perfect in almost every way. Yeah, and it pushed the boundaries a little bit in terms of um, what can and can't be shown, like it was pretty grisly for a PG movie from the time. The 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 big mound of of uh, bloody uh, post meal. Uh, I think it was the girl that washed up, and they showed yeah, that that was leg. yeah, like the, for for a PG movie that was pretty rough for them. Mm-hmm back then but yeah you're right i think that's those are the reasons why jaws does work but don't poop on the shark sharknado i think that's a really good movie no and, and again I, I don't want this i really don't want this to be a debate about which i i just want this to be our own thoughts and and, and right i'm right. just using that as an example for me which is to say that i think jaws is not i don't think it's as simple as well these effects aren't what they used to be because i i and i'm agreeing with you vince i i think clash of the original clash of the titans is a thousand mm-hmm. times more engaging a film. You're than, right. Than, You're... than the new one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. But but you now that said, and again, this is fly. like I don't know that this is easily quantifiable into some sort of equation though, because there are a ton of movies um, and television shows that turn me off because of their uh, antiquated aesthetics. I, for example, Vince, I fully understand. The Honeymooners' historical significance, but as you know, that is not a show that I found much enjoyment in. Uh, when it's okay. TV reruns, and and again, I don't. I'm not going to admonish that because to me, this is things you once thought were awesome, and then you rewatched and didn't. So I never really was into the Honeymooners, but you know. So it, to me, there it, there's no hard and fast formula here. I mean, I I generally cringe at at black and white movies. Now I know for some, it's it's a wonderfully engaging thing. Gabriel Hart is probably throwing something at his. At his uh, iPod right now, but I don't think he gets that emotional. <laughs> oh no, he'll he'll he, no, he won't get emotional. He'll just shake his head and say, oh, "You're yeah, wrong." So for, for, <laughs> it's a personal thing for me, like a black and white television show or a black and white movie has a check against it. Doesn't mean it can't overcome that, but it definitely will make it. It's gotta hurt. Less likely then I'm gonna enjoy it if I haven't experienced it before. But I realize yeah. that's just a personal thing. There's lots of people. I don't particularly care for subtitled films. Um, mm. it's not to say that, again, for many it's, it, those are fantastic. Someone recommended a French television show to me recently, which the name escapes me, but I think it, it just recently became available for streaming. And it was one of those things where someone said, if you liked The Wire, you have to watch this. And I looked it up on the interwebs, and it is really well received, and lots of people had that same recommendation. But for me, it's a subtitled French TV show. I have no interest. Well, just just, just wait, and NBC or or Fox will make an American version of it, and you can watch it that way. 
That's true. Yeah. Well, you so liked, uh, you liked Adele Blancac. Uh, the comic? The, no, the movie. the movie. I didn't see the movie. Oh, what? you need, well, it's subtitled, so you don't. So what about, what wait, about you didn't the, see, the, you didn't see the extraordinary adventures of a, of a double sec, the movie? It's, it's in my Netflix list, but I haven't watched it yet either. No. Oh man, it's great, um, you need to see the, it. Uh, what, 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 wait, no, hold on, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. You haven't seen that movie. <laughs> they said no, like, more than once. <laughs> Alright, you both have an assignment for this week. That's <laughs> no, not gonna happen. Dude, it's uh, so Jason. good. It's so, it so good. So, so, Jason, does this mean you, have you, what, how do you feel about the Twilight Zone TV show? That I always enjoyed. Okay. How about Other Limits, the original? I, I remember seeing some of it when I was very young, but I don't know that I've revisited it to have a, a fair assessment. Okay. But again, for something, so when I was a kid, I loved, loved, loved the Buck Rogers TV show. Oh now, yes. Now I have not rewatched it, so I couldn't put it on the list one way or the other. You but should. I'm betting, just thinking back on it, that it probably doesn't hold yeah. up that well. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I, I, see now, now, see we're getting ridiculous shit. I'm calling this dude out. Larry B. Larry Biscuit just said that Nirvana absolutely does not hold up, uh, and. Well, again, I, this is no, 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 no. There is no, there is no fucking gray area in this, Jason. Damn. He is fucking goddamn wrong. Okay. Well, again, no, well, no, 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 no goddamn gray area. No, seriously, no. None. Chris, no. Chris, no. Chris, Chris, no. Hang up. Hold on. 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 Hold to you, that's fine. So, so the things that, that that I mentioned in the in the notes when when Jason lobbed this our way, um, I recently things that I've I've revisited, like like Legends, like Man of Steel. Uh, there were things that I I ended up enjoying again while I when I reread them, but um, like I don't think I would dig out my issue and it's funny because I, I have the whole set that I picked up at the first C2E2 but I I don't think I'm in any real rush to go and reread um, Shooters and Ramita's Star Brand when the new sure. universe launched <laughs> um, but I, I know that I could read you know Amazing Spider-Man 200 and, and yes the clothes and, and the dialogue might be dated but I still enjoy the story as far as movies one thing that uh immediately came to mind was um were the the second two where 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 were the two matrix sequels and you're going way too fast buddy you, you got to pace yourself well the the matrix did they were they did they hold up at the they, at no, the they, beginning they, I, I remember, I remember going to the movies to see them because yeah. I loved the first one, and and I thought that, and and to see the continuation of the story, and and the technology as far as as where film was, um, I thought some of it was entertaining, but as I watch them now, mm-hmm. they are nowhere near as as enjoyable as they were when I was watching them in the theater because of yeah. the animation. Especially in the fight scenes with Neo against all the Smiths. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it okay. just, it, it, I was in the moment 
watching them because of how much I enjoyed the first movie and, and, and the possibilities of, of where they could take the story. And, and I, I was caught up watching it then, but I, I can look back at it now and go, I was, I was really let down. Yeah, I think the the Matrix sequels don't hold up for me either, but it's not because of that. I I, I think what the the potential for for well the the unreal there's a, a ton of potential at the end of that first movie okay. when he when he when he steps out onto the thing yep. and it's like he he jumps and it's like you you think these movies can now go anywhere. Yeah. Well, and where and where do they go? It's a standard fight. But, it's but a see, standard okay, now, fight now, the future this movie. This is a different argument. This is not do they hold up? It, right. It, it right. is it it yeah. is were they good to begin with? The first one is is spectacular. And does, and, does and, it hold absolutely. up? Yeah, yeah. yeah the well, it's, so it's a different argument because the Matrix sequels are, are pretty polarizing. I liked the second one, but the third one left the you know me wanting. So I think that's more about them not not being necessarily right. good I, to begin with. Now, oh, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, they're people. Or do you mean the Wachowskis? The movies? The 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 sequels, the two sequels. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think that I think that. Those were pretty pretty divisive at the time, uh, you know. Yeah. But but I think like stuff that holds up, uh, you know, it's out of the out of the early image comics from you know the the original founders. What of those comics hold up today, in your opinion? And the, we would be talking about what we'd be talking, talking Sav- about Savage first, Dragon, right, the first three issues, young, the first yeah, the first three Savage yeah. Dragon issues from the miniseries. Yes, Young Blood, Wildcats, no, no. Um, Cyberforce, no. It's, uh, it's Wetworks, no. Oh, I'm maybe, bow Pitt, this maybe Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to step back while you guys talk about. <laughs> well, no, no, I want I want your opinion. Does I, yes, that I, does I do does that stuff does it hold up for you, Vince? It, it, the early '90s image always holds up for me. Okay, I, but is yeah. that does it hold up? Because like like my Doctor Who uh, example is it is it a nostalgia thing? If that stuff came out today, would you be like, oh my god, this? And it wasn't trying to be, you know, tongue in cheek or 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 oh. obviously reverential well, again, I don't of think it. That's a fair criteria to put on it because it's not about it's, it's my if criteria it was about today for the first time. It's something you experienced when it came out and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and then either you since experienced it again and enjoy it still, or don't. So, yeah, I think if a company came out today and managed to corral the same kind of energy that those image guys did, that that was a big part of it for me was just watching the enthusiasm these kids had for making comics just just blow up all over. Like Liefeld back then, and even somewhat today, is not the best. Um, thinker on paper. That's okay though, yeah. because like a lot of, and, and I equate him to Jack all the time, and I think it's a perfectly valid ca- comparison. Liefeld is all about power and enthusiasm and just joy. And, and that's the same thing that, that Jack, Jack just loved making comics and making these gigantic characters, and that Liefeld has the same thing. It's just a power on the page. And yeah, every line may not be in the right place, but you know what? It doesn't really matter, because you're talking... Just, so, just, when, so whenever yeah. you go back and and would read, you know, Young Blood again, yeah, I just, you, I love you, it all. It would, it would, you would have that same enthusiasm for it. I I, I appreciate that work enough okay. to, ex, to expend the money to have them all custom bound. That's how much I love that stuff. Okay. You know, I yeah. I 
loved that stuff when it was coming out. I, you know, I was, I was standing in line and, and buying it and, and for now for me to go back and, and try and read it, I, I would, I would kind of like giggle and be like, oh my god, what was I thinking? Uh, some of it's silly, but I, I think, um, they, they certainly defined a look. There, when, when people oh, say, yeah, they did that. No, really, the, the image look. And for better or worse, they owned it. They, they, for a lot of years, they- still running some of it. I know. That's true. Uh, but, um, before we move away from movies, I just want to do one that, for me, doesn't hold up. And really didn't back in the day, but because of the subject matter, I, 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 I kind of had to feign enthusiasm for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, well, the first Superman movie, I, I really can't, I can't even watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, and it's not so much the special effects and, and, and Christopher Reeve certainly was surprisingly, uh, really good for the, in the title role. It's just the, the, the story is weak. The, I think they, they just picked bad people for, for the, 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 um, like, uh, Lex Luthor is just silly. You don't like Hackman. That's- I, I like Hackman when he's when he's acting. I don't like it when he's like fooling around. Um, it just it, it was not what I. It was too tongue in cheek for me. And and then that whole scene with the uh, the spinning the planet back, which is it's just ridiculous. Uh, this now uh, I mean just to balance it out a little bit. I believe a man can fly in the second one. Mm-hmm. There's some there's something about that second, second one, movie second one is awesome. that, that really works for yeah. me. Um, but I, I just, I just can't watch that first one anymore. And people have such reverence for that movie. It's like, oh, Superman, Richard Donner, it's amazing. Here's the director's cut with everything. A lot of people say it's the greatest superhero movie ever made. Nah, no, no. Did a lot of those people die in 1981? (laughs) Well, I, I, Vince, I don't have, uh, I didn't have Superman on my list, but I will say, uh, that the first Batman movie falls into that category for me. When it yeah. came out, I loved oh, it. I mean, I loved that film. I even had the Prince soundtrack to it. But I think watching it now, it it uh, it seems farcical to me. Yeah, especially Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what to think about that. I really haven't. You haven't thought about it. That. Uh. And that that speaks volumes right there. I've really not gone back and watched Burton's Batman mm-hmm. again. So there's no, I mean, take away the desire, and you know, that's a whole, that's a big part of it. So I, I don't know. I, I I do remember the very last scene though, which was very well done yeah. with Nicholson sitting sure. laying there. Yeah. That that was cool. But yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe it wouldn't hold up. I have some. I paired up some. Cool. Nice. So I'll throw them at y'all, and you you can you can react. So I tried to go with films that had some kind of thing in common with one another. My first set holds up Silverado. Doesn't hold up Young Guns. I bet Young Guns does not hold up. Did I see Silverado? Oh, hmm. it's a great movie. Silverado is great. Mm-hmm. Danny Glover, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yep. Oh, okay. I think I've seen it once then. Okay. Uh, Brian yeah. Dennehy is the is the villain. It's great. Yeah, I can see. And and Young Guns. I mean, a lot of these fall into the you know of an era. Oh, definitely. But that's yeah. the thing. I, I I will still watch Silverado if I see it's on cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Young Guns, I look back and think, I yeah, actually was... went to the theater and saw that. 
Uh, another one. Um, Blue Diamond Phillips, baby. Absolutely. Two movies that I adored when I was younger. Uh, one I still adore. One I'm embarrassed to say I adored. Caddyshack is the one that I think holds up mm-hmm. versus Men in Black. Men in Black not hold up? I don't think mm. it does. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, two Tarantino-esque hmm. films. True Romance, I think, still holds up. Yes. From Dusk Till Dawn, does not hold up. Ooh. Really? See, no, I don't know about that. I figured you would just, you love the car. It's real interesting Jason brings that up because Derek was telling me about the TV show and recommends show, right. the TV show. Right. And I, and I never saw the first one. And, and or the, yeah, I haven't seen any Dust Till Dawn movie, but, uh, so I, I will watch, even though, um, QT is in it. I, I I will watch it and and um. Why wow. is that a detriment? For I'm just I'm just asking. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm wow. Not a fan of, of his acting, especially, but um, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got two, two. That's funny. I've got two Spielberg movies there for you. Okay. Very, <laughs> I didn't think of that. I haven't rewatched that. I I saw it in the theater and then never saw it again. Does hold up, I think we'll all universally agree, Jaws. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does not hold up, and I think this will be controversial to many of our listeners, E.T. Oh, I can't stand I E.T. I that. definitely agree with yeah. that. I, yeah. I thought E.T. was one of those films that I thought transcendent, Spielberg-esque mm-hmm. family film, stand the test of time. We rented it f- for the kids to watch last year, or, yeah, before, right before we were going to Florida to, to the, park, you know, into where they would have a um, the E.T. the ride thing. And I could they weren't that into it and I forgot how unbelievably cornbone the whole thing. Was. It it it's a horrible movie. And you know what? I will I will say if it was not made by Steven Spielberg and he did not have that massive amount of promotional money behind him, if it was made by somebody else, E.T. would have been a blip. Uh, in the in the history of movies, it's it's so bad. It wouldn't even have registered, but because it was Spielberg and, and he had the the ability to just funnel all this money into promotion and everything, and uh, get people to funnel money. I, I think that's one of the reasons why that movie was so popular. It, you, it. you look at it now, it's like, what is this? The film was really significant to him because he made it yep. the Am- entertainment logo. Yep, I know, yep. right? Yep. And. To just to have a, a whole, a, a gigantic multi-million dollar ride at a friggin' theme park based on this movie is, is ludicrous to me. There's, and you've, you've gone on the ride, right? I have, yes. It's insane! <laughs> it's, it's not even fun. <laughs> well, it's more of one of those experiences than it is a ride. It's an experience, I guess, yeah. Okay, two 1980s sci-fi flicks, both of which, when they came out and for many years after, I thought were incredible. But now I only say that of one of them. Okay. The one that holds up, Blade Runner. Yeah, that'll always hold yeah. up. The yeah. one that does not hold up, brace yourselves, the original Tron. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. It is, it is. awful. Yeah. Not that the it sequel's is. all that great, but yeah. No, that's true too. No, the sequel's horrible. Okay, two classic 80s feel-good movies that I think both most of our listeners will still think are awesome. You really prepared for this. I love it. Well, it, I was love my, it. it was my theme. I wanted to make sure I had something. The one I think does hold up, Back to the Future. Mm-mm. I'm not speaking no. about the sequels. I'm just saying. Yeah, not, not for me. Okay. No. The one that does not hold up, and I just recently rewatched this, 
the Karate Kid. Ooh. <laughs> There's parts of the Karate Kid that I think they would both hold up equally, and I'm not saying that either is okay very well. They're, they're definitely no, I, I think that Karate, karate of, Yeah, Karate Kid's a pretty. Uh, a, no, I don't want to say timeless, timeless but it's close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. I got one for you that doesn't hold up for me, and 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 the sequel even more. Okay. I, I I may lose a lot of friends with this. I I almost despise Ghostbusters. Oh, I love Ghostbusters so much. Yeah, I I, I just You're think it's ridiculous. You're not allowed to do that. Well, after, now it's, you know, it's, just passed away. Now now we can all say. We well, I'm that. sorry. We, 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 I think we can all say we have that one friend who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I I really I don't understand the love for Ghostbusters. I don't. It's funny. Uh, it's hilarious. It really is. It really is a funny fucking movie. And, and oh, I think yeah. I think it's great. Uh, it, yeah, I I don't. I mean, I I even I, like. Yes. I, I even think that the sequel holds up. And I uh, I like some of the sequel. I don't like the sequel is the same movie as the first it's one. It's just just, just nope. not as funny. But like awesome. it's it, it, it's not the same movie. No, it is. It is. It's formulaic for sure. Yeah. Okay. Two Eddie Murphy. Big hits back to back, I believe. Beverly Hills Cop does hold up. Beverly Hills Cop. By the way, until recently, was the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. R-rated film or comedy film? Just uh, R-rated comedy. Yes. Okay. Uh, But so Beverly Hills Cop does hold up. Does not hold up at all. Forty-eight hours. I would reverse that actually. What? I would. Oh, wow. I absolutely <laughs> would. I, because I think. I love 48 I, hours. I, I, I absolutely love 48 hours. 48 hours is the bomb. I will I, The bus boys, dude. I, Come on. I, I watch, I mean, the sequel, maybe, not so much, but I think the first 48 hours it. is hilarious, but Beverly Hills Cop, to me, I think of that, and I think, I, I look at that, I just look at the poster of him chilling on the car with the hoodie on, I just, I, that screams oh, David. I love me. it. I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, really? I, I'm sure I could, and the whole thing with the banana and the tailpipe. I mean, there are parts of it. Love, 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 love it. Nulty was awesome. Judge Reinhold has never been better. Well, (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) Two science fiction based 80s classics does hold up weird science. Ooh. Oh, you thought it was the Brock, wasn't it? Yes. I got to see what the don't hold up. Do the domaniacs like to do first? Does not hold up. And this may get some rumblings. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, that's it. No, you're being facetious now. I'm not. I think it is an unwatchable film now. Oh, come on. Really? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's just joy. Frame after frame of joy. I just, I don't, I I don't, ludicrous speed. That, that, that is Vince's, um, um, image comics movie. No, I think I think Vincent. I, I think more people will be listening to this, shaking their fists at me for saying that. I think Bill and Ted's is probably held up more in people's minds than Weird Science. But for me, it's the other way around. Okay, two horror movies. This is the last two were horror. I know Vince will have something to say on the horror front. We'll Does see. hold up the Donald Sutherland version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Absolutely, love it to Ooh. death. Think it's very disturbing in yeah, parts. It's, it's yeah. not my favorite Body Snatchers movie. No, really. No, no. Wait, like the original? Like the original. No, like, no, no, no. I like the I like the uh, uh, the Cole Kidd and Daniel the, Craig movie. No, the nineties version. Um, Whitaker. Yes, with Forrest Whitaker. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. The, I thought the um, far the superior. Watchable. 
The what? <laughs> the which one? The new one. The newest one. The the the, the one David said. Then the Cold Kidman and Daniel Craig one. Oh, no. I thought that that wasn't very good at all. Okay, but that's the one I think does hold up. The one I think does not, and this again may be controversial. The thing. Totally agree with you. No. Absolutely, unequivocally agree with you. Yes, I didn't think the thing was all that when it came out. Mm, okay. It's way, way over, overhyped and, and just, there's way too much love for that movie. I just don't get it. I don't. I, it, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but to, to compare it to the, the, the all-time greats, like, I, I've seen the thing compared to, like, I mean, name a, a movie that's almost universally loved and they'll, they'll compare the thing to it. That's just insane. Well, a lot of, yeah, I mean, Alien, for example. I mean, I. Right, right. And, and it's all, it's all in the effects. Yeah. Alien still holds up, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. And the last one. I, just to push it a little further, I don't think John Carpenter holds up. I would. One, oh. one, one, one of his films, masterpiece. Everything else, Dookie. Halloween. Dookie. No, they live. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I love they Halloween's live. Halloween's still awesome, dude. Oh yeah, it's great. But uh, Halloween's great. But look at the rest of the stuff. The fog. It's a cheap Lucio Fulci ripoff. And you know, I wanna, even I escape. I like John Carpenter's vampires. What was, James the, Woods what was the? Was it the? Yeah, mist? with James Woods. Was yeah. the mist the the new the newer? Was that the movie? That was the one with Tom Jane, wasn't it? Yeah. Tom, no, Tom the Jane. mist is Stephen King. The fog. Oh no, was, no, I know, but was that based on the fog or no? No, 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 no. The fog was about uh, the, the the pirates uh, that coming back for their their lost. Oh, that's booty. right. That's right. I, I didn't did think the mist was that bad. By the way, I thought that. Uh, I've expected it to be a lot worse. When you look at the fog, and and then you 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 were introduced to the films of Lucio Fulci, it, it's it's almost plagiarism in some spots. Okay, yeah. my last one does hold up, and this is—I almost felt like I was cheating because I can't. It was too easy to put this, but I had to mention it. Night of the Living Dead. Does please don't say it doesn't hold up. Please, don't. This is. I'm going to be Chris. Oh, Stop. Original? No, I said it the does. Oh, okay, okay. No, I said it was too easy. To, 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 uh, all right. Does, you got me worried no, there, buddy. It does not hold up a film that I remember seeing when I was probably, I don't, I was young, and it was at the time considered this really modern horror film, but I think is terrible now in retrospect, The Howling. Oh, wow, yeah. That movie fucked me up as a kid. Exactly. (laughs) Wow, this is scary and it's modern and the wolves are so frightening, but it, it, that I think is a movie where when you get past the childlike nostalgia for these special effects, it, Mm -hmm. it, the movie doesn't hold up. That movie fucked me up as a kid. No, no opinion on the howling, Vince? I love the howling. Yeah, yeah. That, that campfire, Scene, oh, it's hot. That's so hot. And they they told her that there there wasn't going to be any nudity in the movie, and she's like, okay. And then later, I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> no, but um, what was his name? Robert Picardo. Mm-hmm. And, and that just he this amazing. I think that the special effects are great in that. And the the one caveat that you usually say the ending, I think, stinks. I would agree. Yeah, I think the ending stinks. So from the forums, uh, Joey Nazari said that. And I, I definitely can co-sign with this one. He loved The Last Starfighter, but now he doesn't think it holds up. Yeah. I'd have to see it again. I haven't seen it yeah. in years. It's very nostalgic for it, so. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's any other movies that people... It's right there with Karate Kid. And you can add Dreamscape to that list, too. That doesn't hold up anymore. Mm. 
Oh, Tom Nightmare. Morris says that Weekend at Bernie's doesn't hold up. I would have to rewatch that because I, I do remember that fondly. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even remember it. I just dead guy, dead, dead guy. guy dragging around. Yeah, right. I'm not saying it does. How they did a Weekend at Bernie's too, I'll never understand. That's, that's <laughs> Let's see. Must have stunk uh, by then. Uh, Hassan says that uh, the Matrix, which we talked about, certainly holds up. I would agree with that. Raiders of the Lost Ark holds up. I would yes, agree with that. Sir. yes, yes. A number of people said the Temple of Doom does not hold up. It absolutely does. I watched it this past weekend. I was going to say, it is still I watched awesome. this weekend as well. It and is still I awesome. Too. I think that while the effects are certainly more noticeably non-cutting edge now, I still think the heart of the film... And the period that it was set in, uh, still very, very enjoyable. So, I, well, what, 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 what makes that movie makes the, uh, what, what is awesome about all of the Raiders movies, but Temple of Doom in particular, is that they were writing love letters to the, the so, Saturday, right. yeah, the Saturday matinees. And I, I do not dislike Temple of Doom as much as I used to. Okay. But when I, when I think about the movie, when I dissect it, when I when I'm done watching it, mm-hmm. and I think back to what I just watched, it it bothers me because it's it's a sequel that takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, and there are things in the movie that um, that when you I mean if you're just watching it and and it's eye candy then that that's great but when you when you think back about the scene where he's facing the dudes in in the mines, and he's got the uh, and he's he's he um, he goes to reach for his gun. And when you think about the first movie, yeah, that worked. But here it is, and and if if it's this movie takes place before Raiders, but this joke relies on your knowledge of the first movie. But in in if you're looking at it from a story from a chronological storyline perspective. It would make sense, and it's just and and so little things about the movie itself bugs so me. Good. But, but oh, I, that, that I, scene I, was great. Well, what what made it hilarious is that he had lost his gun, and so he didn't right, do it, it. Yes, it is. Isn't it, that feeling what the both two new Star Trek movies are based on? That feeling, right? Because you know all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this I can see happened. that. Sure. But if but. But because one takes place in 1933 and one takes place in 1937, the scene from 33, what I'm just when I watch the movies, I don't I don't get. But he can't shoot someone four years later. <laughs> no, that's, no, no I, I I understand what David's saying. Okay, thank you, smart one. I'm just I I just, it, <laughs> just he's following me is what I'm saying. No, I just I I used to. be... It's still a sequel, David. Even it, though it takes place chronologically before. Right. So the audience gets the joke. Yeah. But as far as, you know, following the storyline, it would, it, it, it just, it, it wouldn't make sense. Right. So it's, mm. it, but so it's one of those things where it, it bugs me. It's, it almost takes me out, but I, it, it used to be Temple of Doom used to rank up there with first sequels that shouldn't have existed along with Mission Impossible 2, Transporter 2, Oceans 12. That was in that group where it was like that, 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 that first movie should have never, that, that first sequel should never existed. The third movie should be the actual. You second. know, and, and I'm, I, I, I will admit that 
that Temple of Doom is still probably my my it's third out of the trilogy. I yes. was going to say because Crystal I, Skull. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I heard that they I heard that they made a fourth one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, that I I think I think it was a um it was a weekend project for Shia, but that was. Uh, uh, you know, but but it's it's still it's still third because I love Last Crusade. Yep, absolutely. Just because you know Connery just helps carry and that. We get the that, whole that origin with oh, the so star good. and the wind so and the fedora. No, yeah, the third movie is fantastic. But but over the year, and this is this is maybe even better than holding up, is that over the years I've actually become much more fond of Temple of Doom. It's I like it more the 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 more that it ages it's like a it's like a good wine it's just the fact that i don't i i, I agree with you or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm i'm of that mind because just the fact that when it's on i don't cringe as much i i enjoy it more <laughs> now than than, right. than i used I enjoy to. it i i i what I, I, and you know it might be it might be marta's favorite indie movie she yeah, loves like it. i said I, i'm with you she i think i think it's it. those films where for me it holds up and i and i guess like you we both happen to Catch it on TV this weekend. I, I did watch mm-hmm. it this weekend as well. All right, let's move on to TV shows. Mm. Yay! Mm. What do you oh, got? Shit. Hmm? What do you got? TV shows? Oh, TV shows? Oh man, I I'm, I'm not well versed in a lot of TV. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you throw some out there, and I'll I'll I because I, I I never watched a lot of TV. I was, I was talking to Sal, and he said that he tried to rewatch uh, Oz, which is one of his all time favorites. Okay. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and he says. Does not hold up well. Wow! Wow! I would because it was it was pretty pretty um, advanced back in the day. Yeah. I wonder if um, I wonder if Six Feet Under would hold up. I've never seen that. I'm uh, surprised you. I, I didn't watch it. I I didn't watch the entire series. Uh, there were a couple seasons where I watched them fully, um, but yeah, they they were de- it, there were definitely times where I didn't like what I watched. I was kind of just watching it so I'd know what other people around me were going to be talking about. But it was it was definitely one of those shows where I kind of forced myself to, to watch, which I've kind of since stopped doing. But um, the uh, I think what would hold up would be um, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Never Love saw. that. Yeah. Well, oh, you've never seen it? Oh, no. so good. Oh, my God, so, really? So good. That, yeah. That's when that's when Bruce Campbell became oh, the man yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. John Aston and oh my god, it was great. Oh, Dixie Cousins, mm. such a, such Lord a Lord Bowler. Fan. That was yeah, that was that was the show. Uh, here's that, one that was part of our Friday nights, man. Yes. That was, that was now I don't know if Vince can be objective here because and I haven't rewatched it. See, with TV, I struggled a bit because I guess mm-hmm. I don't rewatch a lot of TV, and the things that I would have rewatched were things that were likely in syndication, like for so long that you just end up watching them over and over again. But Vince, what do you think do you think the X Files would have hold up? I haven't rewatched it, so I don't know where I would put it. I I, I think uh see I don't think it's a perfect series. Um again, the the reverence I think is overbearing on yeah, that. The, 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 the arc episodes are very good. Yeah. And and, and though they were intended to be very good because sure. they were part of that that over over that overarching storyline, but I think the Monster of the Week episodes, they're hit and miss. Agreed. So, so, some of them hold up very well. Some of them are just painful to watch these days. Yeah. 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 Well, I will I will throw one out there that's going to have some people hating on me, but I was hinting at this a bit in a thread on the Taylor Network on Facebook. 
I think the X Men '90s cartoon uh, is shite. It's not. Good. I, 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 thought, I thought it. I thought it was shit when it was coming out. Yeah, you're right. Yep. And and it's I, nice I, 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 I said that to Julian because he was very disappointed that I didn't. Of course. I yeah. But I said, listen, I will never hate on the cartoon because even though it never did it for me, um, I, it, I, I can't hate on it because it clearly. It's its importance. Right. It clearly had a huge impact in bringing the next generation of comic book fans into it because I hear more people right. in their 30s, early 30s, say that they didn't read comics until they watched that cartoon and that got them in the comics. So from the standpoint of its role in the hobby that we love, I give it much love. But if right. I'm holding that cartoon up against its contemporaries like the Bruce Timm Batman mm. and the and then the Superman and the Justice League Unlimited, it's no contest. No, not I at can all. watch right. any right. one of those cartoon yep. episodes, any single one of those episodes right now and find them highly entertaining and the animation still beautiful. Mm-hmm. But that X-Men is like Rough fingers on a chalkboard for yeah. me. Right. Well, compounding on that, I don't think Spider-Man and his amazing friends is all that either. Just from a, from no argument there. Strictly from nostalgia. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, again, it, it transformed a lot of people, right. but you look at it now and it's super limited. I mean, it's. I, I would agree. It's, I'll, yeah. I'll give you one that's going to shock people because it was one of the most formative cartoons of my childhood. G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to rewatch that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I own yeah, box set and I've, I tried to get my kids to love G.I. Joe and it, it's, it's just, <laughs> there's just a lot wrong with it. Uh, it's the animation. There's, there's a lot wrong with it. There's a lot of camp that nobody gets killed. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it, the, the plots are formula. It, there's just very little gravitas to the show. When I was a yeah. kid, if, if you had asked me, if you had asked 20 year old college Jason Wood, about the G.I. Joe cartoon, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that people didn't die in it, that the circumstances weren't humongous. As a, as a kid watching that, it seemed like every ep- every episode was about G.I. Joe saving the world from Cobra, that the world yep. was really in danger. Had a lot of weight. Rewatch it, it, it seemed yeah. comical. I mean, it really yeah. does. And the animation was not very good. It was, it was Tran- Transformers. Same. And those things, oh, sure. those, those, those two, those two shows were, I mean, they were attached to the hip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and yeah, it's the same thing. I agree. Yeah, see, see, I loved one. I didn't even watch the other. If, if I saw five episodes of G.I. Joe in my lifetime, it's a lot. Really? Well, yeah. No, you're, you're about, well, that's, that's the age difference because for us, I mean, that's what was on whenever you yeah, got home from school. Those, like the, yeah. they were the cartoons for me as a kid. Those two mm-hmm. cartoons. The cartoons. Sure. Yeah. I, I will add another one to that little stack. I, I don't think the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles holds up very Agreed. well. Agreed. And speaking oh, yeah. of that, not animated just... or comic or both. Oh, not the comic. No, the, 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 the show. The, no, I think the comic. Does the does. comic? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I yeah. think so. David, yep. we yes. never talked about this year's, this this season of Turtles at all on the show. Did you? We, um, yes. No, we still, I, we still record it. We don't, um, we don't watch it like the same weekend it it premieres. We we have a couple of uh, we we're about two or three behind, and, right, and it's wrapped up. I'm saying you did you used to rave about it. That's what got me to watch it. Right. Yes, and it's and it's because we haven't we haven't been so um, on top of it. But I I mean we're did you see the finale? No, not yet. Okay, there, I won't spoil it. Then I will just say that the there is a dimension hopping aspect to the finale. That involves the original 80s cartoon. 
No kidding. Yes. Wow. So, uh, what cool. about Fugitoid? I don't want to say anything. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me throw some stuff out there because I've been relatively quiet. Yeah, I've been talking about stuff I don't like. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I had to be quiet during the Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, here are, I'll give you two that do not hold up for me. Okay. I'm, I'm talking comics and two that, and two that very much do hold up for me. And, and they get increasingly better every time I read okay. them. Alright, first of all, the, the, the do not holds up. Um, I struggled through the Longbow Hunters when it was originally published. You, okay, the, this is a long, yeah. you have a long standing beef with that series. I do, I do, I don't know why. I, I thought it was painful uh, to, it, 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 it seared my eyes back in the day and now I just, I, I've even tried because I, I think, man, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's gotta be something to this. This was a huge seller back in the day. People were raving. The, uh, I, I followed Green Arrow into the monthly series after that and, and that lost me too. Yet I continued to buy it. What is it about this book that I'm missing? So I, every once in a while I, wow. I pull it off. The shelf. I, I mean, I still have it. You, and, you, and do you know what it was? Do you? It was. This was going to be the the Green Arrow version of Dark Knight Returns. Uh, okay. That's what that they was, were trying to do with the Prestige format. Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely what it, it was. It was, it, it was capturing that that new darkness in comics and the mature content where, right. where comics were getting, you know, their, their people died, people got shot through the neck with arrows, and it was... Uh, Black Canary got raped and strung up, I mean, not in the in the longbow, in, right, in the, in the long, month, monthly right. series, yeah, and it's just like, I, I must be missing something here, because this is just not, it's not touching me anywhere. So, yeah, uh, alright, the Longbow Hunters does not hold up. And this one probably will make Christopher cry. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to say, I think it is one of the most beautiful comics ever created. Mm -hmm. The, the line work, the, 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 uh, the design. You're not gonna, you're not gonna say the Eternals, are you? No, no. Um, I think the, the the Rocketeer just does not hold up for me. It doesn't. Um, you know, that's kind of right there with uh, with Temple of Doom for me. Is uh, he was trying to that 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 is that is such a throwback to another. It, it's hard whenever you're throwing back to another age. So if in 2014 uh, somebody is doing a, a a comic or a TV show that is very uh, inspired by the, the, what, True Detective, you know, has, you know, the early 90s stuff going on with it. Not that it's a style from the 90s, but, you know, there's that throwback to, you know, to something 20 years ago. And that's what Dave Stevens was doing. He was throwing stuff back 20 years. Does it yeah. hold up? Ah, I don't know. It looks pretty. If they published a, uh, Nuff Said edition, of the Rocketeer, I would probably prefer that over the one I have. Like, if you take away all the word balloons and just show me those beautiful drawings, that's fine. Because, I mean, the, the, the line work is beyond reproach. There's, there, I, Stevens's skill, a, a flawless, flawless, uh, visual artist. But I, I just, the story, I just, I don't know. Well, you know, but, but once again, it's, it's hard because those were throwback stories. He wasn't, when did Rocketeer come out? 
86? No, it was after that. Was no. 80, I, no, 80, I would say 86, 87, right? I think even earlier, actually. No, goddamn. Wait, gonna... the, the, the movie or the, the comic? No, no, the comic. The comic. Oh, yeah, no, it's... Hold on. Well, it was published by Eclipse, and they Just didn't last. In the 80s. Yeah, was they it, didn't was last. Was it really? Yes. Okay. Pacific, Eclipse, Kamiko, Dark Horse, IDW. Yes, it, it, it first appeared in Star Slayer number one as a cameo. First appeared full Star Slayer number two, 1982 of April. Yes. <laughs> David's a freaking robot, man. So he, knows, he knows everything. No, that I just looked up. Okay, and and uh, so here I will. Don't hold up. Okay, the series that absolutely oh. do, and 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 well, by me. Sure. Uh, this is not right. Not a condemnation of po- I popular think, I opinion. Here holds up just fine. The uh, I I have to say, every time I read this series, I find new things in it to love. It's it's um. Commandy. It there's a tie-in. There's a tie-in. <laughs> David's gonna love this one. The the Kessel and Grummet Superboy. Oh, that, that series is incredible. Uh, you had Carl Kessel and, and Tom Grummet later followed by Joe Kelly and Pascal Ferry was on there. Uh, you had art from John McRae, uh, Scott Collins, but they, it, it's just one of those journeys where you initially the, the, the main character is this unlikable little snot. And, and by the end of that series, you absolutely love that character. Mm-hmm. And it has identity issues, and like I said, there's a commandy tie-in where where they 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 brought him into a, a last boy on earth type scenario, and you could just tell that Carl Kessel just loves to write comics and just loves to push his characters around in 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 just off kilter and 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 engaging situations. That the Superboy run is just, I wish I had it bound. Uh, maybe I will do so. And, uh, but the, the Big Daddy, the, the book that I always am amazed that I just, it seems my love for this book has no bounds. Dark Knight Strikes Back. I, wait, wait, not the Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again. Dark Knight Strikes Back. I love that series. Isn't it Dark Knight Strikes Again? I think it is. Is it again? Yeah. What but you I love it so it? much, so we'll forgive you. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I got the absolute. Yes. Yes. It is a game. We talked about uh, both, both DKR and it. back. Huh. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, that's, that's my, if you had to make me pick three Batman books, I would probably pick Dark Knight. Yeah. And I, I would, would pick, um, Killing Joke. And, and I would pick Dark Knight. All right, well, let me just again. jump in then. Let's move on to comics. I'll take year one. Uh, my, my first pair that I have here on my list is... Four. What's four. that? Give me four. I forgot about year one. Give me four. four. Okay. Yeah. My first pair up of one that does hold up and one that doesn't, I went classics. Watchmen very much still holds up. I read it every year or two. Still brilliant. Yep. Yeah. My one that does not hold up, <laughs> DKR. Doesn't hold up. Oh, it totally holds up. It does. I think it does. Totally holds up. I'm not going to get into it. I, I know I, I'm in the minority there, but we when we discussed DKR and uh, and uh, the sequel about a year ago on the show, I, I I made the same point. But I I I find DKR almost unreadable at this point. Well, let me let me just ask you a question, and just to take it back to Dark Knight uh, Strikes again, why 
why why the why are you incredulous that I, I find that to be a great Batman story? Well, I, I would just reference again. back to our incre- incredulity we had a year ago when you tried to make the same point. Why? I mean, I think it, it's, it's, it's so much fun. To me, it is a, it is it's offensive one of the to the few, eyes. It's one of the few times where... It's not offensive to the eyes. It's one of the few times where somebody's work on something has actually been so offensive to me that it's made me look less kindly about the rest of it. <laughs> You know what? To to that point, I think some of that uh, is built into the the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was intended by the author. Uh, I I think there's a huge component of Dutch Frank. No, I think there's a huge component to to Strikes Again that was intended to be a real stiff middle finger to the to the comic. And, and I think to, to again knowing you as well as I know you and you knowing me. Uh, this is the same kind of thing where, like, you can read the Benjamin Amara stuff and find great enjoyment out of it. I just look at it as bad comics. I think you're right. I think Frank Miller, there was some of it to me, but to me, it is a total F you to. I think it you, is, yeah. Right. And, and that's, but that, to me, that wasn't. That's bothersome. So for, for me, that turns me off. For, right. for, uh-huh. I, See, I, I, I admire I that. This. I supported you, and, and you flipped me off. Because you want, you want free walking down the street. Well, because you, but, but you, you can be in on the joke with it as well. But you see, I think the way, I think the way he approached it was he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. So he probably said to himself, you know what? F it. I'm going to do, I'm just going to have fun with this thing. If you look at, look at the, the performance up to that point by the creative team, Lynn Violet did not color the way she did for, for dark, for strikes again. And I'm not anything. She colored nothing the way she did Dark Knight Strikes Again. It's garish. It's the the colors are way too bright in some spots. They're way too dark in other spots. That all that computer effects. I mean, she shied away from that from when it was available until then. And and I think that's again that's just that was a conscious effort to just say f you. And and that's part of why I love that. Sure. Book well, and, and again, this isn't about who's right or wrong here. This is you you. You have stated before on the show that you appreciated that book, and we have said I, that we do not. But I think I'm in the, yeah. we're in the opposite camp, where I think most people, yourselves included, all think DKR is still a classic. I find it very, very difficult to understand what I loved about it in the beginning. Ooh, yeah, you lost me on that one, buddy. No, I think I lost most people. Again, I, I think as people listen back to this, that will be the probably of all the things we've said, that'll be the thing that most people say they disagree with is that I don't think DKR holds up, but. Uh, but it was, I had to be fair because that's the, one of the first things that came to my mind when I think about classics that don't hold up. I got another pair of classics for you that I think that, that, uh, we'll see if these are controversial. I think New Frontier holds up. I think Kingdom Come does not hold up. Interesting. Wait, wait, which one holds up? New Frontier. Definitely holds up. And Kingdom Come does not. Right. I am. I think I'm in, see, it's weird. I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I would also say that Marvel's hold up and Kingdom Come does not. Because when I think of Kingdom Come, I don't necessarily think of it, it its comparison to me isn't New Frontier. For me, because it's Alex Ross, it, it's Marvel's. And, um, I haven't reread Marvel's in a while, but I, I, I would agree. You, you may know, want to. I will. I will. I have the 10th anniversary edition next to me, but I, I, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it's, which was years ago in the hopes to review it, but I, I would agree. Kingdom Come, I, I like some of it, and I, I, 
which bums me out because I am such a Wade fan. But I um, I'm not a fan really of the whole story and and seeing these heroes in the shape they're in um, in this future, it's not uh, it's not something that I would rush to reread. I don't think justice holds up. I would agree with that too. See, I couldn't put that on the list because I don't. Th- I, that wouldn't be something I thought was all that great from the outset. That, mm. Yeah, I mean, I finally read it, and I'm glad I did. But it's not uh, that's I can just mark that off the bucket list. Yeah. yeah, one one for me that holds up, and it's someone we've already talked about. I think that Frank Miller's Daredevil still holds up incredibly well. Yeah. I would admit yeah. that one that doesn't hold up, Howard the Duck. Uh, that 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 floors me. That's probably the thing you said today that floored me the most. Yeah, I think that holds up very well. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd have to reread it. Interesting. It's 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 a rough read. I don't think you can separate that series from the decade in which it was produced. Yeah, that is agree. exactly why, because it is it is commentary and satire on the the day. And that's why it's it's maybe a little bit too much time has passed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point on it. To be honest, though, I, I think if you're not of that particular time and don't yeah. get most of the the cultural references, and I, I know you're of the same age, so you you would have. So I'm not, but but I could I, I definitely see your point that if that is one where I think, I mean, they have an omnibus of it, and we a lot of people are already speak lovingly of it, and I could see yeah. a 20 year old listener buying the omnibus and then reading and saying, "The fuck." So yeah. I get that. I, I definitely get where you're coming from on that front of it. I have one that's, um, uh, I do think Crisis on Infinite Earth holds up. I do think that. I do not. I, 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 I don't I know do. if it held up when it came out, Jason. No, no, I think it does. I do not think Secret Wars holds up. I think it's a total mm. piece of poop. Wow, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> and I am going to disagree with you on both of those. I'm See, going to I, say, I'm going to wow. say that, that, well, that, that is, that's, that, that's that, the 80s kid in Chris talk yeah. right there. Yes. Uh, and, and, and the Marvel zombie that he was back then. Cause I, but I, that's I, me too, right? I, I didn't, I mean, no, I, I've no, got, no, I've got Jason, a different reason. Jason, Jason is, is speaking from, from logic and, and I agree with Jason <laughs> in the sense that very few things that, that shooter wrote holds up well past its expiration date and the um and crisis yes i i absolutely admit to to, to looking at crisis through through um rose colored lens but it uh, if comparing the two of the two as much fun as as i had reading secret wars at the time and i i, I loved those immobile action figures and, and i thought the uh the i liked those heroes together and, and figuring things out, but story-wise, I I read Crisis all day, every day, and and the um, but I'm going to let Chris go before I, I lose my thought on on the comics I just thought of. I think that uh, that Secret Wars for who it was written for still holds up. It's throwing a bunch of heroes and villains onto a battle planet and to our taste today does it work no but who it was written for i think you could hand that to any 10 year old kid and they're gonna think that that spider-man fighting the x-men is some cool shit because it's only it's the only place a 10 year old kid is gonna get superman and the avengers and and the x-men all in the same comic 
that isn't who, who watches the movies because he's not yeah. going to see them all together on the screen. Yeah, where Crisis, Crisis was such a um, an old time. Not even at the. It, it, I mean, it was it was it was a universe wide reboot and. The amount of knowledge to—that's exactly the problem that you have yeah. to have to really appreciate what goes on. That right there makes it hard to age well. And where we can go back and read and go, "Oh, look, it's the Doom Patrol." You know, that's kind of neat. But uh, I, yeah, it's—I I, I totally agree with you. Totally. Okay. Um, back in the day, I found Crisis extremely ponderous. I mean, you had to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the DC universe because it was written by someone with an right, encyclopedic... what you're saying is it didn't hold up for you in the beginning. That's not yes, what this is exactly. about. Yeah, oh, no, exactly, but, exactly. So if it doesn't hold up in the beginning, it's hard to hold up now. It's kind of like the Matrix movies. It's like, right. yeah, they may not have been so good to sure. begin with, so yeah, they don't really but hold up with, now. But with a ton of, ton of knowledge of the DC universe since then under my belt... I, you know, after going back and rereading Crisis, it still doesn't work for me. It's just, it's, it's too much of a chore. Uh, whereas Secret Wars is, to me, is just, it's fun from the get-go. Yeah. And it stay, and it stays fun through the whole thing. They're both, and, they're and, both beautiful. That was one of the oh, things I, love I yeah, sure. com- coming off of Crisis, one of the things I picked that did not hold up, and it's written by the same person, is, uh, Total Eclipse. Oh, I don't know that. It it was it was Eclipse yeah it was it was the Eclipse Comics take on Crisis where they tried to corral all their their characters under one conceptual universe and it was impossible because you had Airboy you had Miracle Man and you had Larry Potter's Bean World how the hell make all that work they didn't originate in the same universe they had Bean World yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh shit yeah that's not gonna work. <laughs> of course, you put Bean World in anything, and it's not going to work. It's just, it, it is. I don't. I mean, All right, uh, here's one for you. Oh, go ahead, David. No, uh, you go. Uh, the um, two series written by Mike Barron, the one that does mm. hold up. Is, You're breaking up. Ah. Yeah, pretty bad. We didn't hear you. The one that does hold up is Nexus. Oh, sure. I mean, but the one that does not, uh, early Punisher ongoing series. Hmm. I, I will, I agree with you that Nexus holds up with one, one itsy bitsy, uh, fumble in the, in the whole, uh, entire run of Nexus. I don't think next Nexus holds up. The, the mini, with the big girls. I did not read that. Yeah, I don't think that. Well, I, up I at can't all. weigh in definitively on this one because, as you know, I didn't read Nexus until we started doing this show. Mm-hmm. But I can say that I love Nexus, so that it holds up in the context of a new reader experiencing it in the, you know, new millennium. I still find great enjoyment from it and think it's it holds up both visually and from a, a storytelling. St- so, but I, I don't. But that's not fair because I, I didn't read it when it came out. So that my first experience with, with it, which is a recent one, was was definitely positive. And to your other one, I I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I I don't think I've reread the Punisher stuff since it its inception, since it came out. I, I mean, I read it when it was coming out, but I don't think right. I've revisited it. I, I revisited it through um, the uh, the Marvel Essentials because I, I have the. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't know what they let, when they ended with the Punisher run, it's, um, but I have uh, I reread 
the bike down and it was initially ventilated. Nah, you're, you're a mess. You're a mess. Can't, can't hear you, you buddy. Are, it's true. You might wanna. Someone else, uh. Uh, one that I think, another classic that does very much hold up, Akira. Mm. Uh, and, and one that, that is considered a classic and is somewhat along the lines of the first thing that Vince led with. I don't think the hard traveling heroes stuff holds up at all. Oh, well, I think again, that was very much rooted in the decade. Right. To use Chris's term, it's of a time, yeah. but I think it's overwhelmingly stereotypical and borderline racist. And to your point, it was of a time when that probably was just the way people viewed the world. But I, I don't think someone picks that, someone picks that hardcover up on, in a sale at a con, goes up and reads it that they're, they're, I, I think it will not be very engaging to people unless you have nostalgia for it. Looks That's great. Interesting. Looks great visually. I'm not going to front on the the artwork. The, um, the, the visuals hold up like a champ, but I don't think the stories hold up much well at all. Now, here's one that that will maybe be controversial. I don't think you guys are going to disagree with me. Well, Chris might, um, but I think, <laughs> well, but I think a lot, a lot of listeners will disagree with me. Um, this and <laughs> I do think holds up. Claremont Byrne X Men. I do not oh. think holds up, in spite of my love for what came of it, the original X-Men run. Very interesting, because I had a very similar thought that was opposite, kind of. What doesn't hold up? Burn Claremont X-Men. <laughs> I, see, what, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what does hold up? Roy Thomas and uh, uh, Neil Adams X-Men. Okay, well, I'm not going to disagree with that second part. I don't really mean that. I mean the first, the first run of. The oh, I, 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 you're you're talking like the 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 uh, Kirby Lee stuff. Yeah, the, the first yeah. twenty five. Yeah, and, and yeah, that 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 stuff's rough. It's a little yeah. unfair because as much as I'm a Marvel zombie, not a lot of that stuff is rereadable for the sake of enjoying it. No, uh, and not just the X Men. That that series of comics is. Is is uh, for example, I can reread the original forty issues of Fantastic Four because of all of the astoundingly awesome things that came of it that are still a huge chunk of what makes up the Marvel universe we know and love. But the dialogue and the stories and the the pacing were, to your point again, Chris, of a time, and it's not. It, it definitely is far enough away from the modern context of storytelling that I, I, I don't, I can't say that I reread any of those issues from back then and get enjoyment out of the issues themselves. I find great pleasure in the artwork and the characters and the historical context of the fact that these were the first time these characters, which I so love to death, were first put on paper, whether it be the Avengers or the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. But I, I cannot read them as stories and think, wow, those were great stories. The ideas were great. I don't think the storytelling holds up. Is, is my kind of my point. I know Vince is probably cringing because it's sacrilege to him, but those comics are perfect. <laughs> uh, anything with the, the the Lee Kirby team, okay, is is in my mind just beyond criticism. Yeah, I, no, and, and again, I, I you know I, I I knew some of these things would be somewhat controversial. 
Um, two comic strips, and I'm just because comic strips are on my mind thanks to the stripped documentary from last week. Very much does hold up, and if anyone says that, that doesn't, you're out of your mind. This is one place where you can't argue with me. Calvin and Hobbes, it's unbelievably awesome, still holds up. Yep. Oh does, yeah, sure. Does not hold. Oh, David, I think you're okay. Good. Oh, he does sound good. Does not hold up for reasons that you guys have cited for some other things. It just simply was too timely. Garfield. Doonesbury. Oh. Yep. Doonesbury yep. was a cartoon, and and but but it's so was so topical mm-hmm. that rereading it was, it. it was it was editorial. Exactly. It just. Anyway, it was, I mean, Doon, Doonesbury for for people that didn't you know read it at the time, Doonesbury didn't run in the comic strip section. Right. Yep. Doonesbury ran in the editorials. Mm-hmm. You know, Arc- in, in my in my name in our newspaper did anyway. Yeah, they shoved it in with the regular comics in our our paper. Really, we, we it, mm-hmm. it was in the editorial cartoons for us because I mean they were editorials. Um, uh, speaking of uh, of Gary Trudeau though, man, watch Alpha House on Amazon Prime. So freaking good. So it is hilarious, and it is it is Gary Trudeau being able to do a TV show that he wants to do. It's really good. Really, really good. Hmm. I'll check that John out. John Goodman. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's it's live action. He just, he, yes. Trudeau just yeah, wrote, yeah, just wrote it. writing executive. Oh, Have you checked okay. any of them out, David? Not, uh, not that. No, I haven't checked out any of the Amazon shows yet. Well, watch Alpha House. It's okay. really, really good. Very funny. So, we are John Goodman fans in this house, so we probably will. As you should be. He's one yes. of America's great actors. He is. Love him. Go ahead, David. You, you were you were all ready to roll there, and then you got fuzzy. So no, that, well, it was it was fresh in my mind with the Mike Barron stuff. Um, the uh, there were uh, there really isn't. Yeah, see, I'm trying to. Well, maybe. Oh. The, uh, what I find does hold up, although I kind of maybe have to reread it because I haven't read it in a while. The miniseries, West Coast Avengers, what does not hold up is the ongoing that stemmed from it. Oh, damn, you're gonna front on my, my, that's my shit. Ooh. That's, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, those, that, oh, that, I can't front. I, I, I'm the star. Al Milgram with the, with, with the whack Wonder Man outfit? Nah, son. I can't, I can't front. Front. <laughs> Oh, you're messing with my shit, though. <laughs> By the way, not to get off on a tangent of my, out of my own head, but did you see that Dr. Druid is back? The son, though? But but there's a Dr. Druid back in the... Oh, God. Did you see? It, what, wait, where did he come oh, back? Was, is that in Wolverine? It's Warriors, if you recall. That right. He was one of the, but now he's back in uh, Avengers uh, Forever. Uh, is it, yeah, is is it Avengers? What's the new one? Is that what it's called? Is it Undercover? Undercover. Aven- no, 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 not uh, no. The new one. The it's a forever, right? The it's the the new one with the big cast of characters that Hickman's writing. Aven- there's Avengers World. Avengers World. Oh, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, so you, you read issue four then? No, whatever. Is it issue four? Yeah, oh, it is issue four. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I'm only up to three. Okay. Oh, spoilers. Oh, well. Dr. Druid, spoilers, you bastard. Oh, no. Why? Curse you, Jason Wood. (laughs) Since I fronted on the cartoon, I have to say, and I've been reading this because uh, IDW has been putting out the the, the reprints of this in beautiful hardcovers, the G.I. Joe comic book, 
very much holds up. Hmm. Oh, nice. Now, like, be Emma. fair, I'm not saying Wait, it, doesn't, it doesn't go off the rails. It may go off the rails at some point. I haven't gotten back to that point, right, with the where it starts getting crazy, much like the toy line did. But but in the first 50, 60 issues so far, it's very much holds up. Now, yeah, I think that's true of both of those series. Uh, you, 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 when you mentioned G.I. Joe, you always followed up with Transformers. But both of those Marvel series were far better than the cartoons ever were. Now, one that does not hold up? The Marvel Star Wars cartoon, uh, comic. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. But see, but I don't know if I'm being fair there because I don't know if it, this may not count because I don't know that it ever really held up. So I don't know that. Yeah, I think they were a little little off kilter right when they were published too. But yeah, there's there's a lot of fun in those books. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they didn't really know what they were doing, so they they were just winging it and just throwing everything into the into the uh, creative blender. I think a lot of it works. Yeah, yeah, you, I don't know. I, they're, I just think they're fun. That, I, I, I don't hold them too dearly, uh, to, you know, they're okay. <laughs> you want to, you want to do some live, some, some, get some live tweets in here and see? Sure, sure. Jeffrey Flam says that Burns Fantastic Four has definitely held up. Yeah, I yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, on that. Uh, but he has to say, in contrast, Jim Lee's X-Men is unreadable to him these days. I, you know, I don't even remember most of it. Well, yeah. I remember the I, 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 Yeah. I remember it fondly visually. I can't say that I remember if the story right. tells that's Right, right, right. I, I remember a lot of the panels, sure, but the, right. the story, I, whatever. Uh, Mr. Mike Schwartz, uh, a.k.a. Oceanverse, uh, says he is currently reading the essential Godzilla and amazed by how much he's enjoying it. Good man. He's talking about the Marvel version. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, that stuff's great. You yeah. know what I'm worried about? I I want to reread it. One thing I'm worried about that does not hold up is the original Simonson Brigman Power Pack. You know, I mm. haven't reread it, but I could definitely. I I have much like you, David. I have unbelievably fond memories of that. But I I'm with you. I could see how rereading that that might not hold up. Right. I I think you may be right because I was rereading Inferno. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the power pack <laughs> issues are they're, they're hard to get through. They're, I mean, the kids are just sick and sweaty the whole time. It's, 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 like this is not fun to read. <laughs> sick and sweaty kids. Wow. And 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 the, what was the, the sorry? What was the littlest girl's name? Oh, the the, the youngest girl. Uh, there was there was it was Julie, Alex, Jack, and Katie. Katie, and and for the most part, she's topless. She's sick and topless. It's like ah, you guys know with this. Oh boy, that's great. Oh, okay. Tom, <laughs> Tom Morris, which I don't know if these are old enough to count for this, but he says that Nightfall still holds up, but Batman R.I.P. doesn't. Batman R.I.P. is like three years old. I, I, <laughs> no, it's more than that, but I, yeah, I can, I can understand I actually that. disagree with him anyway. I, I think Nightfall I, doesn't hold up for me, but but I think R.I.P. was quite good. I can't say yeah. it holds up, though, because it just came out, but I, I enjoyed yeah. it, actually. Yeah, uh, Nightfall's definitely a product of its time. Uh, agreed. Children uh, of the Atom does not hold up. Yeah. Neat's 99, and I guess he's talking to me uh, more directly here because he says it to me, but he says uh, a lot of gangster rap from the mid-2000s doesn't hold up. Um, I, I, it's way too broad for me to say. I, I would. I guess my, my initial reaction is I don't agree with him because 
I think plenty of 2000 rap holds up and much of it was gangster because that was the, the predominant type then. Um, but if it divvied up, there's some that it's horrible. Some that was great. Um, Tom Morris jumps in here and says, <laughs> Twilight Zone trumps all other sci-fi, Star Trek, the original TOS. series. Oh, the original series doesn't hold up. Oh. Yeah, see, I think, I think Tom's been hitting the night train, so we can skip. Go next. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. Well, here's High five, question. David. High five. <laughs> High five, bro. I vividly remember loving The Next Generation, but I have not ever rewatched it. Do you think it would hold up? Yeah, that, it does fine. It does fine. There are, there are some episodes that are a little, I don't want to say cringeworthy, but it's like, wow, okay, so we had to do an episode this week. Cause I'm, I do rewatch them often when they're, I'm in the kitchen or there on BBC America constantly plays the show. So there are episodes that I've seen more of than, than others, but there are some episodes that are fantastic. There are some others where, you know, like Picard stuck in a turbo lift with a bunch of kids where you're like, all right, what else am I going to do today? So. As, <laughs> as, as a whole, it holds up. Deep Space Nine holds up better. Deep, Deep Space Nine is the shit. Never so, yeah. of it. Oh, dude, you're killing me. It's the it's it's <laughs> probably thematically it's probably the best out the of best the track. yeah yeah it's pretty awesome yeah it's amazing. Uh, let's see, uh, Adam Alexis McDowell takes a movie says movies that still hold up in his opinion, Blue Velvet. Yes, yes, yes. Akira. Warm fucking beer. Akira. God. Yes. Movies that don't, which he's echoing something I said earlier, the Tim Burton Batman movies. Mm. Hmm. It seems to be a a common... Hmm? Unless he's he's talking about the ones that he also produced. I actually really like the second one. Wait, here's something for you. I think it's been long enough where this can be included. I think... The Raimi Spider-Man movies don't hold up as well as you think they might. I want to fight you on that. I think the first one is still really good, mm-hmm. but I would, yeah, I, I, I think I'd have to, um, I'd have to secede on that. Uh, I think when they came out, I thought the first one in particular was was fantastic. Absolutely, yep. it was awesome. But I think as I've seen, re-seen them, uh, Toby is hard to handle now. I think for me, especially, especially, especially after Andrew Garfield. But when you when you just think about the things that they did, I mean, again, visually, I thought there were some things that were fantastic, especially seeing him swing through the city. Agreed. But then I think about James. But Franco then you look at the new stuff, Green Goblin, or yeah. But then I, but then I think about how how Garfield just nailed Peter, and I think is really good Spider-Man, and I'm so giddy that in the second movie he, he gets the old, or well. It's new for the movie, but he, he he's sporting the older costume, and I just I, mm-hmm. I just think I think they get it with this version. I like Raimi's for what it did, but it's not. I mean, if I'm going to compare it to two Spidey movies so far, with the one and trailers I've seen, it already destroys the Raimi stuff. I, I think Raimi remade Darkman three times. <laughs> well, two and a half times. Yeah. <laughs> with Doctor Octopus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love Raim. I think he's great. I love Darkman, especially I, at the carnival when he breaks the guy's arm. That's yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I, th- I think the, the Spider-Man 2 is better than 1. And I don't like yes. 3 at all. Three is, I can agree with all that. Okay, yes. Whirlwind Kevin does hold up. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Sure. Of course. D- don't agree. Any, 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 any Kubrick movie holds up. 
because they're all exactly. fucking broken. Uh, I would agree with almost High every... High five, Vince. High five. I, I <laughs> love Stanley Kubrick. I think almost every film he ever did is a masterpiece, but I think in 2014, 2001 doesn't hold up. But we don't have to get into that. I know that's that's, okay. that's a that's a minority view. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number th- 33. Okay. All right. Yeah, that that holds up. It's the Kessel Daredevil run. Mmm. He's the one. A little bit. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, get smart. Wow. Wait, instead of rewatching the original series, the Steve Carell movie, or we're rolling downhill very quickly (laughs) here. Does not hold up uh, the X Men of the nineties. Okay, good man. And the original Turtles animated series, which we've already seen. All right, let's let's do. While we're on that subject, I just want to throw two TV shows out there real quick. Holds up, Adam's Family. Yes. Does not hold up. Monsters, monsters. Yeah. monsters. Yeah. I don't. I didn't. I never cared for either one of them. So. That does hold up the Muppet Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. All right. Let me, I think that's pretty universal. Throw a few more TV ones since we're jumping back to that real quick. Does hold up. What's happening? <laughs> does, <laughs> doesn't hold up. Different strokes. Yes. Yes. Because you, oh, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Uh, I would also for Webster in for doesn't hold up. Uh, uh, facts of life. Awesome. Uh, does hold up? Did you say awesome after facts of life? <laughs> does hold up? Happy days. Yeah. Oh, up until Johnny Chachi. Oh, right. I'm not talking about the, the, the yeah. Ted McGinley jump to Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, does not hold up Livern and Shirley. Mm, I disagree. Okay. Yeah. Fair I, I, I would say does not hold up, never held up, should never have been made more convincing. Okay. Agreed with you there. Okay. Yeah. Um, does hold up Wonder Years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That last episode always makes me cry. Uh, I can't watch. And this may be an age thing for me. Brady Bunch. True. All right. I, I thought we could back. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to watch Brady Bunch. My kids love it. I just. He was gay. Uh, what does not hold up? Uh, original Battlestar Galactica. I agree with that. Why are you afraid of a parking meter? Signed a high five the whole bit. Yeah. 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 That was a good look. Love boat. No. <laughs> no. Island. Not no. Nor does Fantasy Island. Nor does Fantasy Island. I am. You know what does not hold up? And and I thought it was cutting edge television back in the day. Um, uh, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, God. Does or does not? <laughs> As a kid, I thought Starsky and Hutch was like dirty because one of their friends yeah. was like, was a huggy him. bear? Yeah. But... I was like, oh, this and it's drugs and it's dirty right, and it's so the street. The, the, like, oh, what? Uh, the Dukes of Hazard hold up? No. no. I never really no, watched it. all bad that. TV. Now, yeah. but, but back to comics real briefly because. Keep your hooks up. No, no, no it's not. Oh, God. No. Does hold up. You... Solid gold does not hold up. <laughs> train. Just one question. Has anybody watched Roots recently? No. Recently, no. The remake. You know they're remaking it. Oh, really? I, I, I just wonder if that holds up anymore. Because I remember that being like so incredibly popular back in the day. So scandalous. Like everybody was watching Roots. Mm-hmm. I, I just wonder how people see that. Through uh, contemporary eyes. What about the winds of war. How about rich, rich man, poor man? Flowers in the attic. 
Do they even do miniseries anymore? You know, yeah, for probably all, on Hallmark. Yeah, Hallmark for all, for all the young, for all the youngins out yeah. there, they used to do miniseries. And they were big TV events, man. Yeah. It was. Uh, I think they still yeah. do good ratings, but they're just geared to that specific the audience. Birds. What was yeah, Thornbirds? Yeah, I remember that was usually Richard, Richard Chamberlain. Anything that uh, you know, and anytime he wanted to make a movie, they uh, uh, they ran into a miniseries for that. Yeah, and what's the one where he's he's a, a priest and he's getting it isn't that, on isn't with that the Thornbirds? With Thornbirds. Yeah, my my mom thought that was a scandalous thing. <gasps> he's so handsome though, I can see why she would want. So. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, why why do Silver Age comics seem to hold up better than? Bronze Age comics. They, See, that, they, were I, I think, yeah. and they were crazy, and they were they 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 told a complete story in like eight or twelve pages, and they were just off the wall bonkers. Yeah, I, I enjoy bronze much more than silver. Well, I mean that's they your childhood. Mature, they were, that is your childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. you know, but they were kind of growing up at that point. I mean, you could read, yeah. you could read a, a Green Lantern or Superman story in in it's a ten page story with 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 three of the pages half page ads or you could read man thing or howard the duck or or sure. master of kung fu and and actually it was it was you felt like it was it was more grown up and and mm-hmm. all grown i i i think the silver age is a giddy uh no holds barred just exploration of what was possible with the 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 uh template sent down by the golden age mm-hmm. but the bronze age the Bronze Age is counterculture. That's when, even mainstream, like Marvel, the Bronze Age was counterculture. That's when it got dangerous, like Gerber and Bill Mantlo, and they were, they were throwing things out there that, you know, you did, they didn't hear about on the, the evening news Daniel and fight Neal. this, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the system and there's drugs and people are dying out there. You didn't see that in the Silver Age. Well, for the most part. Well, it's under, yeah, the, under the code. That was when Marvel was showing boobies in their magazines, like there was nudity and it was just like it was so dangerous in the Bronze Age. And then what happened? We got the eighties. Your generation screwed everything up. And we're proud of it. Yeah. Now Dennis Dennis <laughs> Menard thinks that the fifth element stands up to time. I agree. I would agree. I well, agree. I mean it it stands up if you consider stealing everything from um Mobius. From Jodorowsky and Mobius as standing up. That's yeah. Well, they didn't steal from Mobius because he did designs for right. it. Okay, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, "Doesn't it's an odd offset here?" Does he said Fifth Element doesn't Metallica's Saint Anger album? I don't. I don't even know which one that is. That, that didn't hold up the day. No, that is it. true. Vince was like, "Yeah, I got this." That's album like for saying REM's Monster album doesn't hold up. It's like, oh, duh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, John D. Mr. Dudley like, says, like Metallica's twelfth album. What? Hmm? Uh, what? Saint Anger? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's 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 um. I it's it's not important, but it's it's late career and it's like, just you not know, good. You know, but, throw, you know what? Throw some fucking Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets out there and we'll. Right, but I I do have to say they they certainly made good on that because uh uh, uh what is it Death um. Ah, oh, Death Magnetic. Yeah. It, that Death Magnetic ranks among their best albums, and it was released late in their career. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dudley says that he's rereading Brubaker's Cap Run, waiting for the movie, and it's shocking how well it holds up after five years. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to dis- disparage what he's saying. I, I think that's too recent for, for yes. me to count. Yeah. This, uh, 
It's the, the it's, it's still the, modern the, comics. Yeah, I mean the it's ink is hardly dry on that. And hell, I mean, and I mean, there's a Brew Baker's earlier stuff that I think would hold up. So it's true, and, and I will say for again not to get off on a tangent, but I I, I do think that the uh, the new movie looks fantastic. Absolutely, Every, oh yeah. The trailer that comes out, I just am more excited for it. So. I cannot wait to see that. Same here. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mr. Mr. Mark Lambing has uh, chimed in with quite a few things. So let's love him. Yes. Love him. Uh, hold on. Let me let me scroll back to make sure I'm getting all of his commentary here. Uh, hold on one second. Wow, he gave us a lot. Hold on one second. Let me keep going. Sorry about this, but I don't want to. The man took a lot of time here. Okay, Vince, you had mentioned uh, uh, the killing joke earlier. Do you think mm-hmm. it holds up? Yes. Okay. I haven't reread it, so I can't speak. To I it. would like to say the original holds up. I'm not a fan of the of the recolored, tweaked version. Oh right. I haven't even seen yeah, it. Yeah, you're lucky. Okay, here we go. Mr. Laming says, "Does hold up almost any rock album released between '71 and '73?" <laughs> I agree. Bowie, Roxy, Queen, Yes, Genesis, and the Beatles, of course, are always fab. Queen. Uh, I don't disagree with any of that. Although I will say that music, in particular, is a rocky road because I think there. Uh, history has shown that we, you, in, your favorite music, music is almost always the first music you experience when you're yes. younger and, right. and glom onto. Yes. So that's a very age specific thing. Uh, for him, it's 71, 73. I was born in 74. So for me, the, the most powerful music was the early 80s. But it's just, again, I think that's purely, um, we, we seem to have very, we're always more nostalgic for the music we first fall in love with uh, and mm-hmm. never lose that. Um, uh, but we're keeping with that. He says other things that hold up great TV include The Prisoner, Thunderbirds, yep. Captain Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Captain Scarlet. So I can't speak to it. Yeah. Is that another Jerry Anderson thing? Yes. <laughs> Vince, Vince, Mark, you made Vince, Vince nearly faint. You made him all for Clint. Uh, Captain Scarlet. <laughs> I I I just I've never seen the attraction with Jerry Anderson stuff. That was freaky. It's freaky as fuck. It, it it's it's very disturbing. It it's like I've been thrown into this puppet universe yeah. where, oh uh, yeah, okay. uh, Buffy and Angel, which I totally agree with. Yeah. Uh, Wait, does or does not? Does it does? Yes. Band yes, of absolutely. Brothers. Very much. Ooh, so. that's a good very one. Much yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's when I I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Columbo's. I, I suspect I would disagree with him on that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Did he say the man from Uncle or Columbo? Columbo. Oh, okay. I thought he said man from Uncle. Okay, comics that uh, I would go Rockford Files before Columbo. I probably would agree with you. I would agree with that. Comics that uh, he says Manics. there's almost too many to mention, <laughs> which I would agree with. But his, his list here is why I hate Saturn. Oh, Kyle Baker. Nice. The Spirit. Yes. Blueberry. Yes. Oh, I love Blueberry. Lee and Kirby FF. Whoop, whoop. Burn FF and X-Men. Yeah, yeah. And Love and Rockets. Yeah. All, all good, all good choices. The, you know, the, the FF and the X-Men, no, but Love and Rockets, yes. <laughs> Uh, he keeps the going. Yeah. Just, they don't age well. I'm sorry, guys. I will give him credit for that. I, I almost mentioned Cerebus. I do think Cerebus holds up very well. You just... Uh, well, they're not reading the letters pages, Vince. Not, not the last 50 issues, oh, that's don't. Not, that's not. That's... I, I don't think you have to... I, I think the, the, the lion's share of the... Of Who the, reads yes. letter pages? 
Oh, the, you, the, the Cerebus letter pages are almost mandatory. They're awesome. He, he, yeah. uh, let's give Mark a spotlight here. Uh, American Flag. <laughs> yep. Uh, Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daredevil Born Again. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No RVs there. He offers any more here. Hold on one second. Yeah. I mean, those uh, are classics. He says he loved Mark- all the 60s and 70s Spider-Man and Thor 2, but he really can't be objective there. About whether they're great or he's just nostalgic for them. He's a very smart man. And in case you don't know, Mark Laming is the artist for King's Watch. Yes. yes. From, from Dynamite. He's a fantastically yeah, talented yes, and a fantastic but, human being. So, uh, I think that's, I think that gets him covered here. Heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, he says a, a couple things that he's nostalgic for and still loves to this day, but objectively he's not sure that they stand up the test of time. Johnny Quest and Conan. Those are Conan will yeah I you know I think maybe Conan more than than Johnny Quest but I think both of those probably do just fine. Now what's interesting is is his mention of Conan Conan the original Conan movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger is the reason I offered this topic up this week. I watched it this week and it's terrible. It is. <laughs> and I remember it being absolutely off the chains awesome when it came out. I like Destroyer better. Well, I want to rewatch that now again because Wilt Chamberlain was in it, as was Olivia Olivia Diabo too. Yes, but Roy uh, Roy Thomas wrote the screenplay for it. Did he? Yes. Okay, did here that, we go. And did okay. that pave the way for Red Sonja? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Boy Matthias Electric Mayhem on Twitter says, holds up Raiders of Lost Ark. No argument there. Uh, Back to the Future, and no one argues that except for Vince because he hates fun. Uh, (laughs) The the West Wing. Now, that's one I thought a lot about because I loved that television show. But I think I don't know that I would ever want to rewatch it because it was so topical. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think the acting and the, the it was a really well written. I think the craft would hold up, but I don't know if you could pop it in now and get as much from it. I, that that's I, but I haven't done it, so I, I that's why I didn't put it on my list one or the other. But um, he also says the Muppet Show, Chris, who's through there, uh, does not, and I can't agree with him at all with his first listen. Does not the Goonies. He's out of his gourd. No, he's yeah. not. He is out no. of his gourd. <laughs> The Goonies is still fantastic. <laughs> that, that movie's painful, buddy. <laughs> Out of your report. Yeah. Going off the rails here, folks. And no. Any 80s cartoon. I can't co-sign with that either. Some 80s cartoons for sure, but not, not all of them. So. Alright. <laughs> Fucking Goonies. <laughs> Fucking Goonies. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's all I've gotten. I think that's all Twitter's given us. That's it. And it's, yeah, it's two hours, yeah. So we should wrap it up. There is no time limit for fun. I know. <laughs> what happened? My heart every time he looks at the clock. Do do we have one for the road? Yeah, it's called Please. in your one, travels. One one for the road each. Yes, what? in your travels. <laughs> nah, nah. Put it in your travels. I got something else for in your travels, and it's a very special thing, and I I, I want to push this because I had a, a lot of fun reading it. Oh, nice. Well. Tell us what it is. 
after after we do the do here, we got to do the do. After all, once again, this episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where y'all can get your your funny books and get them cheap and get them fast and get them delivered right to your door. DCBService.com. Um. There's a little bit of nepotism involved here because the man who wrote this thing is is very near and dear to all of our hearts. But uh, I gotta say, if you are fading out on the new Fifty Two, I suggest you give this book a try. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His first issue came out last week, and it was highly enjoyable. Uh, it it was written, of course, by our good buddy Will Pfeiffer. And I gotta say, if you are going to, like, when writers come on a comic, I think it's like a crapshoot. They never really know what artists they're gonna get. Right. Especially, especially with a series that it has been in progress for, what is this, 29 issues? Um, Will got lucky. Because he is paired with Raphael Sandoval, who is amazingly good. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I've encountered very much of his work. Uh, over, over the years, but I gotta say, this issue is gorgeous. It is, of course, I'm talking about Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, like I said, did not click with the book initially, uh, didn't read it very much longer than three issues maybe, uh, but I did uh, buy this issue. Will is on it for three issues, and then he is off to do something else. And, uh, if there's anybody from DC management listening, I gotta say, I tried like hell to get it out of him, but he would not tell yeah. me what, what his next project is. But rest assured, there will be a next project for Will. This issue was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, you don't have to be, uh, current with this series, he hits the ground running, introduces all the characters in little bite-sized chunks. This is who they are. This is what they do. Boom. This is why they're here. It's just great. It's a, it was a great first issue and good going, Will. I loved it. Hopefully. And uh, is it me or uh, those of us who have read it? Do you hear Will in the dialogue? I have not I always, I always hear, hear Will's dialogue. I, yeah, it's it's just his sense of humor. I, I just hope Will's next project isn't the new Fifty Two version of Amazon's Attack. Well, I don't, I don't think, think it will be. Okay. Don't worry. I'm it's, I'm looking forward to hanging out with Will at C two E two. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I I was going to say you haven't. Uh, I assume you're still a full participant. You've you're ready to do this. I'll be there on Friday. All right. Good for you. Jealous. Wow. <laughs> is Jealous. that okay? No, it's awesome. I, I, but you haven't, I think because we're not going, you haven't discussed it much, but I wasn't sure if yeah. you were no. just going to go for a day or if you were going to make a whole weekend of it. I didn't know your plans. No, it's, uh, I think, uh, going to hook up with some folks on Thursday night. Uh, I'll be there all day Friday, probably Friday night hanging out with folks. Um, uh, Will is one of them. Um, Sal is going to be there on Friday. Um, we've got, uh, our buddy that we work with, uh, Rich Krejci, who does the, uh, Voices of Wrestling I've podcast. I've been listening to that. Tell him I've been listening to it. Oh, do you like it? Uh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're much like I think people that listen to our show, they're very opinionated. And uh-huh. it's it's just it's it's like a wrestling version of our show. It makes me want to shake my fist. Sometimes yep. I'm shaking my fist in agreement. Other times I can't believe how wrong they are. Well, that's a good thing, yes. right? I I, I think the show's fun. I think it, I think it's a lot of it's fun. Really, it's really well done. They have great cool. radio voices. It's it's they clearly uh, again not to toot their own horns, but much like our show, I think what they have going for them is they really know 
the history of the industry. Again, agree or disagree with their their opinions, they know the history of the industry really well. Yeah, so. he knows he knows he knows his shit. Yeah. And um uh his uh knowledge of the NBA is a little ridiculous as well. Really? I'm like to hang out with this cat. Oh my yeah, Rich is you would like Rich a lot. Um nice. it, his NBA knowledge is deep. Very deep. But uh yeah, so he'll he'll be hanging out there because uh is but Who's going to be the, uh, I forget what ref, wrestler is going to well, be. Well, Jerry Lawler usually comes to C2E2. Yeah, I think Jerry Lawler is going to be there. So. Nice. Uh, so, the king. Yeah. He is the king. So, uh, so he's got a, he's got a press bat. Oh, and, and Sal is going to be there, uh, working for 11 o'clock comics, just so you know. Oh, no. Oh, we're, we're, we're freaking doing Yeah. We're doing Seriously. So. By the way, and, uh, shout out to Brian Stringer. D- David, I did hear from him this week because we were talking about him last week. He's doing well. You know, he's doing his thing. He's on the grind. He will be at C2E2. We'll miss him there. Uh, Chris will see him, but, but, uh, he it will be at Heroes. So we will Sweet. see him. And he's, oh, boy. he's just going to be at Heroes as a fan. So we'll actually right. hang out with him. Okay. Nice. Out with him, so. I got a uh, stringer. It's, if I don't email you in the next day or so, ping me up because we got to get, we got to get my, my tat. Uh, just, just to be clear, he, he mentioned to me when I reached out to him that, uh, because he is not buying comics right now, he's mm-hmm. not listening to the show. So uh, email him or, or call him because he's, right. he's, cool. he's not listening to the show right now. Okay. All right, j- j- just to bring this back before I, I, I pass off the ball uh, momentarily, um, uh, guys, buy this Red Hood and the Outlaws just for this alien called Zerk. Where do you see it? It's it's amazing. Nice. It's just k- great character design. Buy it. Nice. And tell them you love Will Pfeiffer. Yes. Yes. Um, the uh, uh, best comic of the year came out this week, and uh, everyone should read it. You guys, um, make sure you get it this week so we can... I already, I already have it written down. You already do? Yeah. I know what you're going to say, right? Of course. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yep, yep. The Roses of Berlin came out this week, and it is, uh, it's an Alan Moore... Kevin O'Neill League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic. So it is already, yeah, before I, before I, before I cracked open the beautiful hardcover, you know, pay, and started to gaze upon its beauty, it was already my 11 o'clock winner for comic of the year. So, um, go out and buy, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Nemo, The Roses of Berlin by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. And I'm, are you going to be ready to have an in-depth conversation about it next week, Vince? Did you um, did you read any of it yet? I'm about a quarter of the way in. They still pushing the Lovecraft um, concepts, or, or no, that was just for? No, not really, not really. Okay. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. Uh, next week I won't be here. What? Wow, yeah. that's. Uh... I'm I'm in uh, Philly next week. Remember? I love when we find shit out the same. No, listeners. Do. I told you. I told you guys. Yeah. Must have been I podcast. said, no, I said first week of April, I'm out. I told, I told you this like yeah. from months ago. Yeah, oh, so yeah, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I may be missing the, oh I may be missing the two weeks after that because I've got big curling tournament and then I got to go and visit my parents. So I got to, so huh. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be here, I'll be here next week, but I'm not for sure. Right, well, we'll have to, so we, we, we may have some guests. We, to, we'll, we'll tease that. Maybe guests, we'll have some, guests, there's guests. A, li- a list of people we've been looking to have on. Maybe we'll yeah. use this next few weeks as an opportunity to do that. There you go. There you go. Works for me. Alright. I told you. Uh huh. Okay. You probably it, did. You this probably is also did. that you can make sure you'll come to Heroes though, right? 
Um, the chances have greatly improved. Yes. Yeah, they have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, they have greatly improved. Good man. I've been, I've been working like a son of a bitch. More yeah. drawing than I've in years. One thing I will say for people that may not know you personally, but listen to the show, you are quietly an extremely hardworking person. Yes. Yes. You yes. convey, you have this whole aura on the show about, ah, my job, blah, blah, blah. I don't, you may not love your job, but you work tirelessly at it yeah well i'm just saying you have a work ethic i do it's true. and 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 i never the, the problem with me as a, used to be wasn't really right. the, the, the problem with me as an artist was i would expire that work ethic would all expire at my day job and i would have nothing left over from my work yep. and and it's been like that for for a decade or more now i've been transferring that kind of i gotta get something out there to my own stuff and it's 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 working out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. All right. Next. 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 Uh, a couple things first. Um, uh, the I forgot to mention it last week. The episode of Back to the Bins number one forty two that Paul invited me on along with Sean Whelan uh, has been released. You can go to uh, two two truefreaks dot com and, and look up Back to the Bins. Um, there is also, um, I always forget to mention this, but you can, um, find 11 o'clock comics on stitcher.com or stitcher radio is, nice. is an app for that. Um, there is a, uh, I'll put the link in the, um, in the show notes cause there's a lot of hyphens in it. Uh, and forum stuffs real quick because, uh, I, Spend way more time on this today than I, than I intended to and that I should have. But, uh, we have a thread on our forum where forum members are very generous and give out their digital codes that, uh, that they've acquired from their physical copies to other forum members. And, and they just basically are like, you know, here's the code. Let me know if you redeem it so I can let people know it's been redeemed. I can cross it off the list. But unfortunately we have more than one or two lurkers and they will come and they will see the code and they will snag it before someone on the forum can claim it. And, uh, we have now. Don't do that. Well, yes. <laughs> there you go. Chris has spoken. But since Chris didn't speak earlier, uh, we have enacted a code on the forum where you can now, you have to be a registered and logged in member to see the to see anything within these tags, uh, it, it nice. was, it's it's designed for these for, for the redeemable codes. But you can, be, if you want to go to the booby thread and not let your boss know what you've been posting, you can, you know, use this code and and hide your tip pick. So, uh, look at you. We have implemented. There's no we about it. Since we're throwing compliments around, let's give credit where it's due. You implemented that, and you do you do damn fine work on the forum. He does. So, so there. So that's that was done. Um, so in your travels, you know what I am going to, cause I did read a lot of shit that I guess, well, my friends, except for Jason, Jason will only be here in the next couple of weeks to hear me talk about it. Um, but I will say for tonight in your travels, this book reminded me the first two issues, especially the first one, but within two issues, it reminded me of the Marv Wolfman, George Perez, early issues bringing the team together of the new Teen Titans and this is the New Warriors 
It is uh, written by Chris Yost, art by is it Marcus? Is, is it two? Or is it Marcus? Last name T O. So I'm going to say Marcus two. Um, but it is the the team consists of Justice and Speedball and Nova and the Scarlet Spider. Um, Young Nova, Sam Alexander Nova. Yes, the Sam, Nova. the new one. Ooh. Uh, and a couple other characters. And uh, but the the art is great, and it it is um it's uh the the dialogue the the quips between uh vance and um be, be, between justice and speedball are uh reminds me of the um the 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 Busick Wade stuff and it uh the, i'm sorry the Busick Bagley stuff and it is um the it really i mean yes they mention Stanford and and what kicked off uh civil war but it's really just a quick little mention and and we move on from there but the uh there's you know Kane aka the scarlet spider he does you know he's done being a superhero he doesn't want to bother with that mess it, it you know it, it worked out badly for him when he was in Houston now he just wants to chill and go down to Mexico and 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 basically do some coke. Do some vacationing. And yeah, definitely <laughs> do some coke. And, and he's got the chick that he saved and, and, uh, and she has her own powers and it, it, but I mean, as far as, um, I mean, yes, the, these are characters where some degree they've had their own books or you saw them recently elsewhere. But as far as the first issue goes and, and getting you caught up and, and, uh, it, it hits the ground running, you don't need to know what these characters are doing before this first issue and uh and I, I think it's it's off to a pretty good start. The second issue there's um as soon as I read the first page, um there's a little bit of awe because of a scene where um a a Marvel character that I remember from back in the day uh looks to be not so in great shape. And uh uh the the bad guy, the big bad, as far as this first storyline goes, is interesting. So I'm, I, I want to see where this goes. But I'm, I'm really the master pandemonium. No, close. No, <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, speak. See, I didn't want. Did you read all new invaders? The third issue. Three. Yes. No, not three. Yeah, yet. Three yet. Damn it! So Jason, no. Jason knows who's on the last page of number three. I do indeed. Yeah. Master pandemonium. Close, but no. But yes, I was gonna say that. Grim Reaper. You're gonna guess all night. It's gonna take you a while. Actually, you got, you got a whole lot of oh, hot moves to get through before you guess the dude. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, so yeah. So so my my in your travels is this new new warriors book. Uh, I think you dig it. The Mandrill. No, actually, where did we see? Oh, oh, you know where I saw him in the um. It was, it was from our buddy Tony Fleece recommended suggested i read this issue it's it's from 2006 it's from the iheart marvel uh event yeah 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 it's the it's the spider-man and mary jane issue and it's back when um spidey and and mary jane and that alternate universe were married and and they uh and and they lived in avengers tower and and may was dating jarvis but tony suggested i read this because this seems to be the issue where peter gave mary jane the web shooters which we talked about. Ah. So he's, he was on the ball with that. Um, 
but the mandrel because Peter is trying to figure out what the hell to get his woman for Valentine's Day, and he's he's actually taking suggestions from the mandrel who he just got done stringing up. And uh, but I wait a minute, wait a minute. If that's the issue where he gave her the the web shooters, wouldn't that have been reversed? Because no, they were still together, dude. They were still together. Oh, that's after one more day. Right. No, well. No, that's no, before, before one, one more day. day, but they were still together. Okay. They still, you know, but it was. Uh, I'm but so confused. It's all right. Um, but it's, it's, it, it has art by, um, uh, Corey Walker from Invincible. And, um. That's good. And yeah, the, the art is, is, is pretty good. And it's written by Tom Beland, who I, I, I enjoy, except there were some things that he had. <laughs> Peter saying or thinking that just it, it didn't sit right with me. I just, especially the way he kind of um, how he felt or or what he thought about Gwen, and I was just like, Nah, man, it's not right. So uh, <laughs> aside from that, pretty cool issue, and that's where MJ got the web shooters, which she eventually used most recently in Superior Spider-Man, trying to get the hell out of Dodge, and uh, so yeah, so. That's my rambling bit for the episode. But that's awesome, though. I love it. I love your end of episode little burst because it's <laughs> yes. like it. No, it's like you silently stroke at the whole episode. Yes. You're building up, and at the end, it's just like, Bleh! yes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I <Yeah>, agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, in your travels, if you happen to be in London. Well, there's a chance. I'm going to be close. You, oh, yes. I saw someone better record this. And you're listening to this. I believe if you're listening to this the day it comes out, you will, you will ha- this will be appropriate. If not, you missed it. Our good buddy and probably the most consistent supporter of the show, Mr. Matt Templar Burden. I agree. Is first of all, those that don't know him, and if you haven't listened to the show from the start when we used to play voicemails, you haven't gotten a direct sense of this. But in addition to him being an awesome human being, he's a very funny guy. And although he doesn't make his living this way, he's always fancied himself. He'd lo- he always wanted to try his hand at stand up comedy. And he's way too kind to us in the things that he does now that he he swears he never would have done if we didn't give him the confidence, which is silly of him to say, but it's flattering. Nevertheless, this week he is jumping in with both feet and will be performing at a stand-up comedy show in London. And the winner of the show, I believe, gets a spot on a Comedy Central show. Is that right, David? Nice. I think that's right. So wish him well if you know him or know of him. Shout him out on Twitter at, at Matt Burden. Uh, just wish him luck. Wish him well. Um, yeah. And he'll win a date with the Mandrill. <laughs> this is true. Uh, before I go do my inner travels, I wanted to mention, because th- this ended up being a very thematic episode from start to finish, um, Chris last week spoke lovingly and passionately about uh, Wally Wood's canon, uh, in particular the newly created Fantagraphics hardcover. And I ordered it on Amazon as he was discussing it. And I will say it is something else. Uh, it, first of all, I had no idea that this – there really are naked, fully nude women in almost every page of this. I mean yep. like fully, fully nude. And Wally Wood, fully nude women is something that you can look at for long periods of time quite happily. Um, it's also a fascinating work in 
what it is, which is a comic strip that was serialized for American Soldiers Abroad and is unapologetically just exploit, exploitative. It's exploitative TNA, uh, with some action thrown in for the sake of the, of the troops. Uh, it's also fascinating in how offensive it is and non-PC in a world where we celebrate the PC, uh, these days. It's nice that, uh, that Fantagraphics find a way to, uh, put out something that is most decidedly would not be acceptable in today's culture by most people. So, um, and, and the, the, Fantagraphics doesn't get enough credit for when they put these works together because I thought the Howard Chaikin opening salvo was awesome. And frames just how controversial this work was. Um, and in spite of it being a very controversial work that many people don't endorse, uh, why he thinks it's worth your attention. So, um, kudos all around for both the quality of the reproduction as well as Chris turning me on to it because awesome. I would have never paid attention to it. Um, Fantastic. in your travels, I have a couple books I wanted to shout out. <laughs> uh, hey, if David can ramble, I can ramble. I love it. Uh, first of all, we talked about the first issue of this run when it came out, and I have been waiting for this day, and it's finally here. Comixology is running, I believe, a week-long sale on a bunch of Green Arrow-related comics, including the entirety of the Jeff Lemire, um, is it, uh, and then who is Andrea Sorrentino, uh, run, which, uh, again, we talked about the first issue, which I think was it, was it 17? Was that the first? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 17. But there's been a ton of them since, and I, I did buy them all on this Comicsology sale. So David and I are going to, I think, delve into them in the next few weeks. Yes. And get back to you. But, uh, but you know, Jeff is a longtime friend of the show. He's been on the show twice. And to be quite candid, I, I haven't kept up with as much of his recent work because he's been doing a lot of DC mainstream and it just hasn't held my interest. But uh, this was a really strong start. And from everything I hear from people – that have kept up with it. This is one of the, the true gems of the DC 52 right now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back connected with, uh, with Jeff's DC proper stuff. Um, because, uh, it's, it, he's, he's just a great writer. And, and then last but not least, um, the first issue of, uh, the Avengers undercover has come out, um, by our good buddy, Dennis hopeless with art by Kev Walker. And it is for all intents and purposes, a renumbering and, just season two of the, uh, of, of, of their, uh, ongoing work. It's the same characters from, from the uh, Avengers arena. Um, it's just in the aftermath. And, uh, as I talked about a few weeks ago, when I reviewed the entire Avengers arena, I think this is a really terrific little pocket universe that they have carved out for themselves with a mix of youthful characters that we already know combined with some new characters. And I think, they each have their own voices, personalities, and it's very easy for people to throw new characters into a book and us to forget about them a month or two later. And I think in each case, every one of these characters will stick with me for a long time. So a great start to the second volume, and I hope this is a smashing success for them. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. So good. And why wasn't I Puff Daddy tonight? I don't know. Why weren't you? Talking about the... I know, that's why I audibled and went to the whole WKRP thing. I wanted to be Puff Daddy because he changed his name back to Puff Daddy. Did he really? Yeah. Can you do that? He's changed his name so many times. He was P. Diddy. Yeah. He was Diddy. He was Puff Daddy. Then he's Puffy Combs. Then he was Sean Combs. Then he was P. Diddy. <sighs> now he's back to Puff Daddy. He's like Marty on True Detective. He doesn't know who he is. <laughs> there you go. 
And you know what? Let's uh, to drag it out with the theme that we've been we've been dragging through this thing. I wanted to say I, one came to me as we were going through one artist that whose work does not hold up anymore to me, Mark Bagley. I used I used to love him back in the day. Uh, the recent stuff I saw the stuff that he's he did for the Hulk. I'm not feeling it. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay, if we're all down, no, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, happy Cross Day. Huh? What? Today was Cross Day from from um, Avatar. They did a promotion. Uh, oh. Today was issue 50 uh, came out with Garth Ennis is writing the Patient Zero uh, story, and he said, "You will never, ever, ever find out what cre- what started the the Cross epidemic." That's fine. You shouldn't. That's right. You're you're Thank exactly God. right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't find out. I'll show it. But uh, it's it's uh, in the days leading up to the outbreak, so that's oh. cool. Yay! Yay. Um, thank you for being here with us, everybody. Uh, join us next week, uh, same time, same channel, the same place. You got this. We'll be waiting for you, lurking in that dark corner of the internets. And as always, you know what? We love you so much. We do love you. Have a great Yay. week. We'll see how this holds up next week. It will be fine. Bye. Say good night, David. Night, David. Yes. Out of the guns of death and the war has retreated